our buddy and Chris used to work for Flushlight and he's also a writer and just a all around cool cat and entrepreneur out there in the world making shit happen. Thank you, Joe. Thank so you. this uh, Lotus thing, you helped design this motherfucker? I did. I did. Mm. And I wanted to try and recreate, because we do a good job with the exterior of the vagina. Right. I wanted to do a Which, good by job. the way, is completely unnecessary. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> I, was, I used to have a joke about that. If you just put a round hole in the wall, we'll fuck right. it. Right. Right. You know, it doesn't Indeed. have to look like a Indeed. fake pussy. But the interior is key. Yes, and, uh, that sounds absolutely. I wanted to try and create something that was confusing and really actually felt as close as possible. And I think I did a decent job with the Lotus because it has this little note in there that's kind of, you know, like when you're getting to the back and you start to feel a little something that's coming in and giving you a little pressure and you kind of slide around it or something like right. that. I don't exactly know how it works. You're talking there. about the back of a vagina. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like the, but the, there, the, but the there's throat. like a... Yeah, it's called warts. You gotta <laughs> be careful with those right. bitches. Well, you just hit a speed that. bump, son. <laughs> that, is speed bump. that bitch needs to go to a doctor and get anyway. some shit cold lasered. It's like where the cauliflower, where it starts feeling like cauliflower. Right, right, yeah. right. That's there, there, well, I watched some video online once. That's the G spot, by the way. In right. a boredom oh, is it stupor. The cauliflower is the G spot. Is that what it is? Yeah. Really? G spot. But every girl's different. I mean, you can't really say it's a G spot. The cauliflower every, part is right, but um, you know what I'm saying? I'm like every, it's, there's like certain spots. It's not yeah. every. Everybody doesn't have the same spot. I, th I always thought that's silly. Like when you watch like pussy eating competitions or uh, instructionals rather on the internet. You ever seen those? Right. That's I've why seen a few of them. Here's an instructional. When, you okay. when you're eating out a girl and you're like up at the top, put right. a finger or two in and hit the cauliflower and just massage it while you're licking there it. There you go. Instant orgasms. Right. You pull it towards it. Yeah, right. pull it towards it. Almost pressure. Yeah. You almost pressure. like... And they, and they come hither motion. Yeah. 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 Come hither come motion. Hither. But every girl's got a different groove. You know, like some girls want you to just lock on that motherfucker and go crazy. You know? Yeah. And like really fast tongues. Other girls like, gentle, slow, gentle, slow. Because they don't trust gentle. you. They're, they're putting no trust in you when you do that. Though. I don't know if that's it. I think it is. I don't know if that's it. I think Girls are sensitive, sensitivity, to, yeah, yeah, to different shit. Really? Some girls like it. Just go, blah, 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 blah. And other girls are, blah, blah, blah. they just haven't gone blah, the other blah. way. Same with same with nipples. I mean, some girls, yeah. whack them with a fly swat. Some girls tell notice. you to bite their nipples. Yeah. Bite and other it. girls, you touch them like whoa, yeah. like. It's an interesting depends. thing with some girls that it seems that pain has become some sort of a sexual thing. You know, it's not every girl, but there are certain girls that the pain, for whatever reason, turns them on. You know, like they like to be yeah. manhandled and choked and slapped and, and, and spanked and shit. And they like to be fucked hard where it hurts. Like you look at them, you're like, you know it hurts. Like right. look at her face. But she's loving it. You know, what the fuck is that? I think that has an evolutionary biological advantage because I think, you know, sex back in the day was rough, brutish, short, violent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it just... Made way, sense. That's how I still rock it. <laughs> Made sense as a girl that <laughs> fuck the new school. <laughs> you know, and actually when a girl obviously is more excited, she's more open, actually she has a, a greater chance of conceiving. I, I read about that in a book called Sperm Wars, which is a great book. Yeah. But, so, but Sperm Wars, I've heard, okay, I, I, I looked into all this because <laughs> There was a, um, uh, an article that I read, a couple articles I read about killer sperm, that there's certain yeah. sperm that go out and attack other sperm. So um, I, I read this on more than one source online and from that book, Sperm Wars, by, yeah. was his name, Baker? Yeah. I believe his name was Dr. Baker. Um, so then I read um, some some different responses to that. And apparently there's no evidence to support it whatsoever. The only evidence to support um, that that there's like some sort of a, a, a blocking system going on. There's evidence to support that. That there's yeah. the reason why sperm is gooey and sticky. One of the reasons clogging is, up the works. Yeah, it's trying to clog yeah. up the works for other dudes. Yeah. And there's also very strong evidence that no matter, there's a direct correlation between, not just strong evidence, but it's been proven, between the promiscuous nature of the females of the population and the size of the testicles in the males, yep. that the males just produce more sperm. But yep. that's just so they could shoot more loads and have more chances. <laughs> right. It's not that there's actually sperm that are going out there and killing 
other sperm. Right. So that sperm wars day. book is a little wonky. It's iffy, huh? Yeah, it's a I little wonky. But the uh, the idea behind a woman orgasming, opening her up and making her more likely to conceive, then you would think that, well, then the rape thing probably wouldn't be the best thing, the best move. No, but, you know, if so, so how it passes through sexual selection is, is the girl who actually, through some genetic mutation, finds that attractive, that that kind of rough, brute, kind of rape scenario attractive is going to produce more some, you know, vaginal fluid, which is going to help conduct the sperm a little better and be, be more open to it. So she's going to be more likely to conceive, meaning there'll be eventually, over time, an advantage for the females who like that kind of dominant scenario in cultures that have dominant sex. Right, and they're also going to be cohabitating with dominant males in that right. way. You're going to have yeah. someone who's going to protect you and get some shit done yeah. instead of some weak three-quarter limp <laughs> right. dick dude right. who just barely yeah. sticks it in and squeezes to, out a slug. Needs to splint it with a popsicle yeah, and stick. You, you make your shitty genetic baby to go out and get raped by a Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex or some shit. Right. All right. So you were talking about the fleshlight, uh, that you were designing that. Yeah, tell that, us how many designs there are. The, or the one you were designing. what? The Lotus? Yeah. yeah. So How many are there? Uh, there's got to be 16, 17 different internals. And, and the then, variations are different tightness? Like, what is yeah, it? Different just texture? Whatever, whatever you could think of. I mean, I mean wow. it was really a matter of long you know, experience with feeling these things out. And then you just come up with shit. You know, like, all oh, this would be interesting. And you try it. You know, they build a rod try it out and some of them are smash hits and some of them are like meh you know have you really ever work. thought of developing some sort of a cleaning sponge thing like a very small penis like sponge that's attached to like say like a, a wire swif- or a like stick like a cum swiffer yeah cum swifter <laughs> <laughs> exactly something to, to get in there and yeah well I mean it's so sticky inside anyways like so the material is right. it would be tough to come up with something that would actually slide right. that was porous itself that could actually clean right. otherwise it would be just like a you know a, a dildo hardness going has there ever been a recorded but, instance of a dude using a fleshlight having a venereal disease leaving his load in a fleshlight and then another sick fuck using the fleshlight and getting that dude's disease no no no, no recorded instances that's possible that. no. how long will herpes last on the plastic surface of the fleshlight um, <laughs> That's a good question. It's a very I good don't question. Know. I don't know. But we recommend washing them and, out. And not sharing them. Uh, Every now and again, some water. some water would help. Wait, no, well, who are you sharing it with, Joe, that you, you might be worried yeah, about? Just don't, saying. don't share so, your flashlight. That's, that's why you have one. It's all yours. You don't need to share it with anybody. This is a kind-looking like, homeless guy down the street. Like I don't want him getting my diseases. Girlfriend. Now, Bobby Lee, <laughs> don't need to share Bobby Lee was on our show last, last week, and he's a huge supporter of the vibrating one that has the little rechargeable beads. Right. Uh, now, he said that that he they only last five minutes does he have a defect one or no they last 60 minutes 60 minutes so he has a defect maybe he's just because he's like halfway through it's stuff yeah just maybe crushes just it crushes it, <laughs> it just well, you can't can, handle it. you just squeezes it so hard against the side that is that how it works the harder you squeeze it the more it, it revs I, no i don't know i mean these things are you know they have a little little engine a little off-centered little motor in it and it lasts about you know, lasts about sixty minutes, yeah. and it's a beat. If you move closer, to, move closer to the mic, so that yeah. we all have the same, we have different volumes, um, and it fits right into the slot. Yeah, so like every little, one of them, put little three slots in the head, and usually you can only fit one or two in there uh, with yourself. But we have three slots just in case. And for, just uh, whoever's vibrates out your dick. Yeah, I. You know, some people like it. I think it's more distracting. I don't really. I'm not a big fan of the vibration. Yeah, I, I would don't be think like, it feels good "Where's the? Where is the fantasy? Because yeah. what am I fucking? Yeah. What am I fucking? Right. A girl on a right. washing machine. Fucking a robot. <laughs> right. A girl on a washing machine in a hurricane during an earthquake. <laughs> yeah. There's some. There's some really good products by another company called Screaming O, and it's like a vibrating cock ring, and they've kind of taken that market, which is awesome for the chicks, but it's. 
I find it kind of a little bit annoying yeah. for me to have it on because the vibration is just distracting. Like you feel wow. less. Like, like imagine a, your hand like on a massager and then trying to like feel something cool. Propeller you dick. feel anything. Right. You know? And then also, what if like the chick only wants it with that vibrating cock <laughs> right. oh, You're like, my cock and balls has, are not enough. Right. Has to turn yourself into that, that would annoy you, man. Robo like, cock. Yeah, because I dated a, a dude. Oh, I dated a dude. <laughs> I dated a chick who dated a dude. Dated a chick who dated a dude, and they had a bad relationship. And one of the bad problems in their relationship was she got addicted to vibrators. Yeah, like yeah. very much addicted. I had and too. Really? You had a girl that was addicted yeah, to it. Yeah, dude. It was. It, first of all, what's up with bitches telling you like problems they had with other dudes sexually? Like, yeah. fucking stop. Right. All right, because we know you're gonna do that to us too. You fucking creep. Right. Right. You tattletale creep. <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. but a lot of girls like, you know, and then he couldn't get it up. And then, God, I was like, is it me? And you're like, half of this is you just trying to get me excited. But like, look, I can get it up. Fuck him. Don't worry about him. You know, engaging in that sort of a weird guy, masculine ego thing where like, or, you know, like, wow, this poor girl, she needs some dick. She's letting me know she needs some dick. Like it's a little banter and game yeah. you play. But um, this girl apparently uh, could not come without like for like a long time. Like she had to wean herself off of it. Right. She had to not use anything. For like a year, she she used to use shower heads. She used to use uh -huh. the uh, the faucet. Apparently, when you're in the tub, you can crank that motherfucker right. up. That a lot and she was too. built. She was the perfect height to slide her pussy right underneath the thing and just get blasted on the snatch yeah, by the yeah. fucking full stream of yeah. water. And that's how she would orgasm. She would orgasm doing that, and she would orgasm with vibrators. And so, like, she would like like fuck her dude and just be like, "You done? You done? Okay, good." <laughs> <laughs> Which has got to be annoying as fuck yeah. to the dude, you know? Yeah. Like, if your you chick wants you to yeah. put that cock ring on all the time, you're like, come on, really? Right. What are we doing here? Right. What the fuck are we doing here? Fuck is it all, brands. Is yeah. it all about this? Or is it about love, baby? <laughs> you start becoming the chick, you know? <laughs> Can't you just hold me? Sensitive. Can't you just hold me? Why do I have to put it in your ass? Yeah, it's, it is funny, though, the psychology that, that changes if you're not, if you don't really feel like you've done... The best job you could with a chick. You oh feel yeah, like you dude. Came a short. Fucks your You'll head catch up, yourself man. being not yourself. Fuck yeah, like, you, you, like, you oh, seem hey, like a weak bitch. Like giving, like giving extra long massages. <laughs> <and> <laughs> like, like what? Are you, what am I doing here now? Oh, this dude. Is, yeah, you know. guys who have sexual problems, man. You could always see it in the relationship. The relationship is always bad. They can't fuck right. Yeah. You know, I know dudes that get addicted to porn. You know, and uh, I've talked to a couple guys. You know, Bobby Lee was talking to us about it. That Bobby Lee has a hard time getting it up because he's just addicted to porn because he watches porn so much. And then, like, you know, you with like a regular girl, and you're like, "What's all this? What is this? What am I doing yeah, here? No good. What am I doing here? Where's your heels? <laughs> right. You know, this right. is all your real right. hair. What the right. fuck? You can't even wear your fake eyelashes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> how come your tits aren't hard? <laughs> yeah. The fuck he, is going? <laughs> and he likes the HD one. He's like pays for it still. <laughs> yeah, he too. buys the DVD, so he Ooh. gets. Dirty. He gets up yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big I don't know. TV. That's a weird thing how people get really like connected to some one particular thing that turns you on, mm -hmm. you know. And with some guys, man, it gets it, it stops being regular people, it starts being the porn. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's that's the guy's trap is the porn and the girls yeah. is the is the vibrator. Sort of. I mean, girls get the porn too, right? Don't girls get addicted to porn? Yeah, I mean, I know a couple of girls. Es Esther's addicted, addicted to the porn. Addicted, right? though. Like, really Esther, addicted? Like a guy addicted? Yeah. Like she doesn't Esther, like Esther hooking up Esther had, with... uh, like, 12 videos on her phone of porn videos. I don't even have porn videos on my phone. I just fucking go to, like, you know, some streaming porn right, site. Right, but that might be a factor, the fact that she can't find very many good ones, so she's got to save them. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like porn that's good for girls <laughs> is hard to come by. She bought yeah, Jenna Jameson. She bought Jenna yeah. Jameson's sweater off eBay. Addicted to porn. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> How many loads were on no. that sweater? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, you could make a whole army of humans with that sweater. Just, just throw that sweater head, throw that sweater to a few scientists and go, yo, there's some shit in there. Do what you got to do. Get some <laughs> biological right. material, clone it. You'd have a goddamn army. Have you seen Chris's photo from Halloween from two Halloweens ago where they all, him and all his friends all dressed up as the characters from Street Fighter? By the way, I'm not insinuating that Jenna Jameson is having sex with anyone other than Tito Ortiz. These are just jokes. <laughs> Nobody get a fucking hurt pussy over this no sand in your vagina please these are just jokes I love Jenna Jameson I love Tito these are just jokes you might be able to find loads on my sweater too how about that maybe more than hers it's happened maybe more loads and maybe Tito's <laughs> maybe I'm experimenting with a gauntlet of loads but yeah on his website warriorpoet.us or well, Chris's Warrior, website Warrior, yeah Chris's warriorpoet.us right yep. uh, it, he's got a great photo you gotta check it out it's hilarious I mean they all look Exactly like these. Street yeah, we Fighter got the characters. full Street Fighter Four sixteen person cast. Yeah, he had like you had the, the shaved. Well, what head is it? What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Just was, random people in the streets? No, all our buddies. Oh, all our buddies. oh like, we okay. all got together. I was. Oh, you guys was, are dorks. You guys <laughs> like those Avatar people that pretend to be blue? <laughs> Go out and recreate Avatar. <laughs> We recreated the fall of home tree. Yeah, but if you saw that on Halloween, sad. if you saw that on Halloween, you would be like, wow, that's fucking amazing. Uh, there was a, a really funny uh, online video where it was, a, it was a spoof of these Avatar people that recreate Avatar, and it was like, mm -hmm. you know, it was just a parody, it was, but yeah. it was really funny. But the funny thing is that people really do that. But at least if you're doing Avatar, you're doing something fantastical and, right. and fantasy-filled and wonderful. What about these assholes that pretend they're in the Civil War? Right. You know, we're going to recreate a battle. Yeah. We're, we're going to come over the hill right there and then you're going to meet us yeah. with cannon fire. And, and you know you're going to fall? Yeah. yeah. What, what are you doing? That's odd. Did you guys hear about this? Uh, It'd be this, one thing if they had paintball guns. Is your website getting just, crushed? Yeah, your, your website's destroyed, so never mind. Wow. Well, we just oh, crushed your website that Bummer. quickly. <laughs> to to welcome my, to the power of the <laughs> podcast. You <laughs> get my webmaster. Is it WordPress? Is it the motherfucking yeah. saga continues. Yeah. yeah, we've crushed many a website Ooh. on this show. I, I, be, I actually enjoy doing it now. It's something I like <laughs> well, being able to mention time. a website and watching that motherfucker hit yeah. the next ground. Time I'll bolster the bolster the defenses. It's it's more of a flaw of WordPress. We've had problems with yeah. ours, man. We've had problems whenever the podcast runs. I, I'm just got to separate everything onto two servers because I have a um, message board and a regular blog. And when the podcast hits, you can access it through the the, the regular blog. And when you mm -hmm. access it through the blog, it's like every Everything else just slows down to a fucking creep because there's yep. just thousands of people yep. hitting it, and really, honestly, not that many. I mean, it's only like a couple of thousand at a time. It's amazing, like what, how little it takes to crush a yeah, website. Sure. You know, like a couple thousand hits at once, and it just crushes. Like, what the fuck are we prepared for? Right. What kind of weak ass shit is this? You know, yeah, it's totally. not like a television where everyone can tune into the station totally. at the same time. Well, it's, well, I mean, it's a for, flawed yeah. system. No, it is. Yeah, but if tough. you have if you have a server set up right and prepared for that, you'll be fine using like cloud servers. But the problem is, is you know, you get your private server. And that's just if you think about it, a private server is one computer. So yeah. imagine yeah, two thousand people have, going we to we one have computer. A, we have a dedicated know? server right. for that and a couple other sites, but we probably should go to the cloud. Go to the cloud. It's time to go to the cloud, bitches. Did you yeah. hear about that NBC employee that got fired? Because he leaked a video of Bryant Gumble and whatever that chick's name from the Today Show from 1994, where they were talking about the internet, and they both did not know what the internet was. It was 94. Who I know. Who, who the fuck cares, right? The guy got fired from NBC because he put it on YouTube, and now what? NBC's trying to take down the clip from YouTube. I mean, it, why? Because they look like fools. Yeah, but play it's, it, 90, play it. it's 94. Here. So, but play it. We have to find out how someone lost their job off this. Right 
these, you know what it is, man? It's the infrastructure. These old fucks that are still in charge of these corporations. They just have not caught the fuck up. Here we go. They didn't know what at means, you dumb cunt. Can you turn it louder, bro? No, it's as loud as it gets. segue from the internet to being scared to go to sleep alone. Is it clear? I know. I'm hoping they talk more about the internet again. <laughs> okay, let's just kill it right there. That's fascinating. I'm saving that right now. I went to keepvid.com. Yeah, By the way, if there's anything that you can find on the internet, like a YouTube clip, they're like, oh shit, what if, if they find out about this, it's going to get yanked. Go to keepvid.com. Keep K E E P V I D dot com, and there's a, an application. What it lets you do is you you put in the URL of the uh, YouTube clip, and then all you have to do is uh, press a, a you know follow the instructions and pick what resolution you want, what format, and you can download it. Yeah, and it, if you have Mac, I've noticed it doesn't work on Chrome. Yes, it doesn't work on Safari either. I think it works on Firefox. Firefox. It does Safari. Does it work on? Yeah, it just takes okay. a while. Doesn't work on Chrome though at all for some reason. Maybe I got it set up wrong. But uh, I don't, I'm not a fan of Chrome. I'm, I use it, but it shows too many distortions on websites. It shows I, things I'm funky. A, and I, I've been going back and forth. I've, I'm still stuck with Chrome for some reason. I think really? it's, I think it's better in Safari. My problem with Safari is is that Flash does not work good in Safari. Like I don't know if that's Flash versus Apple, but it seems like Safari Flash crashes way more than yeah. it does in Chrome. Um, you know why is that embarrassing to them that they didn't know what the internet was in 1994? It's I mean, not. What, what the fuck is? Why, why does everyone have to look like they knew everything all the time? I mean, that's the only way. Anybody should be upset at that. That NBC should be fascinated by that. Yep. They should put that online. Yeah, they should like, put that on the Today Show today. Like, yeah, that look should be at funny. Us. That should be yeah. fun. Like a fun yeah. clip. Sure. Look at us. Yeah, yeah look at us yeah. from, and what they, was that? And, if they, and they're stupid. 17 they, years if ago? they released a statement like, and just said, look at this. Wasn't this funny? Back right. when the internet was in its infancy. Yeah. You know, and then people would be like, wow, that's crazy. Instead, they're trying to hush it, yeah. which makes you think there needs to be something to be hushed, which makes you think that these guys are dummies when really... They would have been like any of us. Exactly. You know? They're ashamed of themselves. Right. Which is why Charlie Sheen is the baddest motherfucker <laughs> right. on the planet. Because he, right. he ain't ashamed. He ain't yeah. giving any apologies. Yeah. He He's wearing fake mustaches and picking up hookers. Yeah. 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 
Fucking Brian Gumble, you pussy. Is it you? Are you are you scared, Brian? Yes. You scared of everybody knowing that you didn't know what the internet was. I bet that's what it is. I bet Brian Gumble is in alone in his office, all delusional, detached from society, going, Who put this online? I want his job. You know he's not on the I internet. I want still. his job. You know he's yeah. not on the internet. Brian he's one Gumbel? Of those, yeah, he's one of those guys that refuses to go on the internet. I don't think you're right. You don't think? No, I think everyone's on the internet now. If you want to be a journalist, there's not a chance in hell you can stay off the internet and stay active. My, my stepdad, who is a porn will bring big architect. Attack. Nothing else. My, yeah. my stepdad. has got a ton of fat white broads on his computer. <laughs> I bet that's all it is. Fat, greasy, white bitches eating chicken. Uh, big black guys. Could you imagine how badass it would be if you got to Brian Gumbel's and all of his shit was like dudes with bones in their noses and giant afros <laughs> and, and just the black, because he's the whitest black guy ever, yeah. right? The, just the blackest of the black, all just yeah. fucking these greasy, fat, zit-assed white bitches. <laughs> Just yeah. trailer bitches with dirty socks on and shit. <laughs> just, yeah. I would love to find they out what kind of porn Brian Cummins got on his fucking like computer. Yeah, they do. You, you go yeah. to you go to one of these shows like the AVN. You see these sites, and it's like, how do you even come up with that? Exactly. But they do. It's all so strange, isn't it, man? It's all so strange what people get into. Mm-hmm. But it's it, this is disturbing to me that someone lost their job for that. Yeah. That guy should have been given yeah. a raise, you know, totally. or at least recognized for his, you know, for wow, just, for just found finding this. it. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's a good job. Yeah, fucking, what, I would be laughing if I was Brian Cumble. I would be asking you to play that. I'd be like, play that. Jesus, can, can, and if, can you imagine what has changed in 17 years? Because it's like, right. there's nothing embarrassing about not knowing that then. You know, in 1994, yeah. there's nothing embarrassing about and that. And if you're Brian Gumble or the, the other chick, no, you should hear about this story and fucking write the producers of that show or NBC and go, look. Do not fire this guy. Give him his job act. Stopping a fucking retard. Yes, absolutely. I 100% agree. Yeah, that's a very good point, Brian. Yeah, this this is ridiculous that someone lost their job for that. You, you know? know, I heard a I heard a interesting oh, story about the uh, the kind of the father of the modern computer. This guy Alan Turing was a British guy, and he basically developed what was going to be the groundwork for the binary system. You know, the ones and zeros. Mm-hmm. And um, brilliant guy created like the Turing. Com- computing system or whatever and also actually helped uh help the allied forces decode the codes that were going to the u-boats from the nazis wow. and like created the system that helped help do that but the fucked up thing was and what caught my attention is is like 1952 um he got he got uh convicted of gross indecency by the uk because he was a gay man and they the the punishment at that point was injections of female hormones. No. So they started injecting this dude Whoa, forcibly what? with female hormones. Wait wow. a minute, that's the punishment yeah. for gross indecency. And he committed suicide two years later, Holy like tragedy. Shit. He was only like, I think he was under fifty years old. What? Wow. What is wrong with the <laughs> English folks back then? Crazy, that man. you that would be the punishment. And this was like, what year was this? This 52, was the fifties. I think he died. Oh, yeah, fifty two. Alan Turing, T U R I N G. That's incredible. It is. And so, think, what were they trying to do? Turning him into a woman? Well, or? I guess it, it was supposed to lower his sex drive, so he wouldn't Whoa. be humping dudes because he had too much ex- estrogen and Whoa. whatever else they put in him. Who the fuck knows? Whoa. But can you imagine the horror of like getting state injected female hormones? It just made you feel all fucking twacked. Oh my you know, god! Like, terrible. Jesus I mean, Christ! After he helped, he helped decode. The fucking codes for the U-Bots. He should have been given, you know, here's 20 boys to, a, you know, men to adore you, you know, yeah. like, no here's shit. a bunch of dudes. Like, where's the fucking honor? It's in, amazing like, how much the, things have changed cost, in you know? 70 years, 60, yeah. 70 years, you know? Yeah. It's really kind of crazy when you think about it, you know, yeah. how much more things are accepted now. And that is a direct result 
of the spread of information. Yep. You know, people kind of understand that gay people aren't twisted and fucked up. And, right. You know, it's like the ignorance is the real issue. There's a, a, a crazy story that I read today um, from, God, I forget where it was. I think it might have been Florida. I forget the state. But a guy stabbed his friend because he found out his friend was a Muslim. And they apparently, they lived in the same town, hung out together a bunch of times. They were talking. They're in their 50s, okay? They're at a bar. They're talking at a bar. And the guy mentions that he's Muslim. And so the other guy just fucking stabs him in the neck. Jesus. Yeah, and he gets arrested. And he's like, Muslims are the cause of the problems with this whole world. You know, like, what? You just stabbed that guy in the neck because he said it was a Muslim. Like, <sighs> faggotry. Where? where? The disassociation with... Just the grip on reality some people. You know the amazing thing, though, really? And this is something to focus on. This is something that's actually very important. We are not supposed to know about that guy because he is fucking nowhere near us. The real issue with human beings is that we're set up to deal with immediate danger, immediate threats, immediate positive and negative aspects of our life right here and now, what's here. But now, because of the internet and because of television and the news and movies, we have access to this fucking massive chain of shit that's coming in. So we're not learning about 300 million people even. We're learning about billions yeah. the whole world right. over. The more fucked up it is, the more you're going to hear about it. Right. You know, serial killers in Russia, a fucking guy who eats babies in Yugoslavia, wherever yep. the fuck it's happening, completely unrelated to you it's all just going to come swarming in on you to the point where you're like you're fucking completely terrified yeah but if you really look at it as long as you don't live in the shittiest of shitty neighborhoods if you really look at it it's amazing how well people get along right it really is yeah. quite amazing That's if you true. really stop and think about it that we can get through 30 40 years of a life and never been in a fist fight I know a lot of guys who have never been in... You've never been in a fist fight, right? I've been in two. Two? But okay. they were in middle school and like middle school. freshmen. It's amazing. I've lived... I mean, I've lived a life around a lot of that, and it was only two years ago that I got in my first actual street fist fight. Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's, if you go to bars, it can happen. It can happen. But, but it's I'm amazing it's still, how it's still rare it happens. Rare. It's yeah, incredible how rare, rare it happens. Yep. Even at UFCs. I mean, how many times have you been to UFC? The, the audience is drunk. It's at least 10% skull t-shirt wearing meatheads, right? right? At least 10%. And still very few fights. Yeah, but that, that is another factor at work there. If you fight someone at a UFC, you're you taking never a know. big risk. Yeah. Because you know, there's it. someone from, yeah. you know, American top team who hasn't made it to TV sitting exactly. next to you wearing that same t-shirt. Yeah, check his ears, homie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not a like, mouse living inside his ear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a little risky to be, to be popping Yeah, that's true. Those. But there's also, you know, dudes who think they're the fucking Oh, man. of course. The fucking man. I can't believe Rashad Evans pulled out that fight, that pussy. Like, guys right. will, like, you know, send me Twitter messages or email messages calling fighters pussies. And I'll just go, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Do you know how silly? This is like this is like a little baby crying right yeah. now. This is just nonsense. <laughs> yeah. You're saying nonsense. You're telling me a professional cage fighter is a right. pussy. Even the worst professional cage fighter is not a pussy. The worst one that's ever lived. Yeah. He's not a pussy, all right? Even if he, he fucking taps out after he gets hit a bunch of times, you would tap out quicker, stupid. <laughs> right. All right? Let's not... Right. No, I wouldn't, Let's bro. <laughs> I feel no pain. I have no fear. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, no fear. people love to make up shit. I was reading up uh, all the shit that Steven Seagal's made up all throughout his career. Cause there's a whole thing going on right now where Steven Seagal, uh, told uh, everybody that Anderson Silva, he taught Anderson that kick, right. which is kind of what he's supposed to do. Right? right. I mean, he's, there's videos of him training with Anderson. Well, fuck it. Anderson barely even speaks English. Yeah. Just run around, tell everybody that you taught him it. And you know what? Anderson's so cool. He'll probably be like, yeah, yeah. He taught me. He's a good guy. I Steven thought Seagal. that was just a, him playing a goof. <laughs> 
But yeah. Anderson and played do, a goof. Didn't Anderson little, might be playing a goof. Did he do a little Wing Chun in the? In well, the he ring. always does that. He'll do a little like moving the hands, funny, and he's just letting you know yeah. he's ready to fucking explode in your face ready to, to kick yeah. you in the chin. Yeah, that was a ridiculous fight. That was ridiculous. But, Is he uh, really saying that? Is he really saying that he's the one that taught him? Yeah, that? Steven Seagal's really saying that. Boss Rutan went fucking crazy. And Boss Rutan, I'm going to go do an, an advertisement for his gym. So I'm going to try to get him on the podcast, too, because Boss Rutan will have nice. some fucking amazing stories of brawls in Holland. He's just a savage. I love Boss Rutan. Yeah. But Boss went crazy on Twitter. And he's like, you know, what planet is he from? Did he learn this from fucking Disneyland? He's like, Boss Rutan's going crazy on Twitter. He's, he's angry at Steven I Seagal. Heard a, I heard an unverified story <laughs> about uh, when Gene LaBelle and Steven Seagal had yeah, that's a true story. Yeah. That's an absolute true and, story. Uh, Gene, Gene LaBelle told me that story. Yeah. Gene, Gene tells you it like this. He doesn't actually tell you the whole story. What's the story? Well, you know, Stephen was trying to say that no one could choke him out. You can't choke him out. He had this move. This move would stop you from choking out. So, you know, I said, like, all right, Stephen, <laughs> let's try it. And I get him in a headlock there. I get him in the rear naked. And... Uh, he takes this hand, the free hand, and then you just karate chops me right in, you know, the old sisters. And there's like, you know, the way Gino Bell talks, right. he wouldn't even say his the balls. He's like the, the nicest guy ever. He would say something like, right in the old Johnson, you know? And then, uh, well, and then I guess he got tired after doing that, and he just fell asleep. And I guess uh, maybe he forgot to go to the bathroom. So he went to the bathroom then. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Holy that's and if you know Gene LaBelle, Gene LaBelle is like, uh, first of all, he was like one of the original mixed martial artists. He's a, a judo guy that had cage fights, or it wasn't a cage. It was a, you know, um, a, a basically a mixed rules fight where a, he fought a boxer. You know, he mm -hmm. fought a boxer with his judo gi on and just took the boxer down and beat his ass. Mm -hmm. You know, Gene was like, he's like the guy that taught Bruce Lee about grappling. You know, Bruce Lee back in the day thought you could just karate kick everybody in the head and that would that was the shit you know right. and Bruce Lee actually worked on a lot of like more effective things like leg kicks and short range techniques sure. Wing Chun and boxing punches and stuff like that but he really wasn't aware about grappling until he hooked up with Gene LaBelle okay. and Gene LaBelle's a fucking gorilla he's just yeah. you know national champion judo player and he's just so fucking ridiculously strong <laughs> and I'm sure he grabbed that little 135 pound Chinese man yeah. and had him fucking shit in his pants going okay now we learn grapple <laughs> yeah. you know I mean I mean, you, yeah, you sure. had to learn grappling after you fucked around with Gene LaBelle. Yeah. So Gene LaBelle telling the story, you know, it makes it extra funny. That would but, be classic. But, but he was at the UFC again. He's in in uh, in the Anderson Silva's corner. Oh, nice. He's always Steve Seagal's always in Anderson Silva's oh, corner. Is really? I don't know. Yeah. How did yeah. they How did they get together? They, I don't did know. Steven's man. just like a fan, and he wanted. Well, I'll to tell hang you out. what, dude. The bottom line is, whatever you think might think silly about Steven Seagal, the motherfucker was a serious Aikido guy. You know, like if yeah. you watch his Aikido videos, he's not completely full of shit. All right. I'm not a fan of Aikido. I think it's silly nonsense. But if you're gonna get good at silly nonsense with I, which I kind of did, I got really good at Taekwondo. Right. And a lot of that silly nonsense, a lot of that shit doesn't work when dudes are shooting doubles on you. <laughs> And drop right. it elbows on your face. Steven Seagal learned a different kind of silly nonsense. And it's not all silly nonsense. It's just that all, out of all of it, what percentage of it would actually sure. work against someone sure. who knew what the fuck they're doing? That's the most important thing about martial arts. It's got to work on someone who knows how to fight. Right. You know? Like, I, I, you always talk to those street fight guys. Like, we practice street tempo. We work on street tempo, basically a lot of techniques um, involving uh, mailboxes, whatever you find <laughs> on the street. Yeah, you know, how to slam a guy into a newsreader. <laughs> it's like, they all have, like, fucking techniques. Uh, well, you take your keys, you put them in between your knuckles, now you essentially have a deadly weapon in your hand. You know, like, your, your keys right. are poking out. Like, like, how long does it take to get your fucking keys and stick your knuckles in them and hold them? Get the fuck out of here. 
I mean, I mean if you're getting in a fight, do you really want to yeah. puncture someone's throat? It sounds like, like something that you would get you're taught at rape school. You know, you don't get raped, ladies. Put yeah. your keys in between yeah, your like hands. Life and death yeah. kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, those those rape classes are you ever seen that when they put the guy puts on the big blue suit and the women yeah. scream no and just kick him? Yeah. Kicking is I've the move, man. Lie on your back and learn how to kick, learn how to use a guard, learn how to protect that's if a woman wants to learn how to fight, she should learn jujitsu. Because the reality is it's very rare unless you're like an exceptionally strong woman. Like I've met some women that have like good bone structure they're yep. strong and you're like wow this chick punches she could fucking hurt you yep. like uh, one of the dudes who worked for um, uh, Fear Factor had an assistant and she was just like a you know corn fed girl just fucking not fat at all she was like only 130 pounds but this bitch could punch so hard it was ridiculous she, she like told me she was like I can punch really hard I'm like okay I hit my hand and she hit my hand I went god damn <laughs> and I thought about like her punching me in the face I'm like this bitch might be able yeah, to yeah. knock me out if she sucker punched me like right. she fucking hits hard you know get you, you, you never know jaw. but most girls yeah. can't do it. Most right. girls don't know how to punch that hard. It's a, it's a rare thing. So for most girls, if they want to learn how to fight, they're going to learn how to use their legs and learn how to grapple. Because if you learn jujitsu, you could really uh, immobilize someone who's much stronger than you just with technique. Uh, yeah. It seems like a, a good triangle choke should be a mandatory. It's hard for, to do if a guy knows. I mean, if a guy knows how to fight, you're well, fucked. no, but if, in a rape scenario, yeah, but at least know? he can I mean, try gonna, to hold if, on. You're going to be him. in guard anyways, right? Yeah. You know, I mean. I, I suppose there's a good chance they could slap yeah, that on. It's the guy possible. wouldn't know what was going on, you know, you and, and choke him out. Hold on to his fucking leg, make sure he doesn't slam you. But you, yeah. you, you have to, um, you know, you, you have to learn how to use your legs because your legs are what's carrying you around all day. You know, for a woman, her arms, you don't even realize what percentage weaker your arms are. And that's what your main weapons are. You're thinking about hitting someone with your, with your hands. You know, what are your hands doing all day? They ain't doing shit. They're carrying your yeah. purse and fingering yourself, right? That's not a lot of energy expended. Right. You know, meanwhile, your legs are carrying 150, 130, whatever the fuck you weigh. They're carrying that around all day. Your yeah. legs are ridiculously strong. It's like an ostrich. You know, you get a hold of an ostrich wing. What is that going to do? They don't even work. They don't do, but they'll kick a fucking hole in your chest. Yeah. Those big meaty ostrich thighs. Right. Those R. Crumb looking, remember R. Crumb, the, uh, you know, R. Crumb is the comic book artist? Yeah, yeah. He used to draw all those women with those big giant yeah, ostrich asses. Awesome. He's a, what a weird Did you ever artist. see that movie, that Crumb movie? Yeah, it's fascinating, man. Fascinating movie. Did, did you watch the Super Bowl? Of course not. I don't give a fuck about football. <laughs> did you sleep? I didn't even know who won. I didn't, not only did I know, not know who won, I didn't even know who was in it until after it was over. Yeah. I had no idea. I, I am completely blissfully unaware of football. I don't get it. But what I did get was that Christina Aguilera fuck up on the national anthem. Oh, I love when someone fucks serious? up. I don't know why. And look, if it was me, I would be embarrassed too. But there's something about every one of us that loves when someone fucking chokes. <laughs> how do you, like, I know nerds and stuff, but you're a singer. So how do you fuck up the one song that everybody knows? You ready? Yeah. She's fat. Oh, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> Can't look forward to the next. She was thinking of hamburgers. Listen, the first one. Listen, bitch, you ain't tricking anybody by wearing black. It ain't dark out, okay? <laughs> we see a large black object on our screen. You know. She's thinking baconator, baconator, yeah. baconator. What are you doing? I understand divorce is hard on everybody, sweetie. That's good, but you've got like a billion dollars, and you need to hire a fucking trainer, okay? Eat some vegetables every now and then. Now, did she fuck up yeah. once or twice, or did she? Did I she... don't know the words. It's the national anthem, but it was definitely wrong. <laughs> All right, let's, let's listen to yeah, it. Yeah, let's listen to it. She apparently fucked up the lyrics and switched it around and repeated lyrics and some shit. Yeah, and like this, you could look over and see football players in the audience, and they they were mouthing, "I think she fucked up." They're like mouthing, "I think she fucked up." America. To honor America. Listen to this guy's fake voice. That guy should be at a strip club in Ohio. Coming to the stage. He'd be the king of all strip club DJs. 
so proudly we had the twilight's last gleaming. Who's broad right there? No, this is still okay. Bright oh. stars the this is still according to script. I'm reading the lyrics. Yeah, that's good. That's what she fucked up. Or the ramparts we watched. Oh, she fucked up. She's, she said that twice. Yeah. Oh my god, she fucked up hard, dude. That's still okay. She just fucked up that part. Yeah, over the ramparts. Yeah, she repeated herself twice. Or repeated herself once. You gotta think about the song. I mean, this is talking about bombs going off in the sky. You know, it's a ridiculous song. We are such cocksuckers. <laughs> the United States. I always say that the United States is the balls of the dick that's fucking the world. That's what we are as citizens in this crazy, ridiculous <laughs> rocket shooting fucking. We got rockets in our own lyrics. The national anthem has rockets in it <laughs> and bombs. <laughs> Back then, we were fighting for our freedom, Joe. We're talking about the glare of rockets, the red glare. The red glare of rockets, like so many rockets that it changed the night. So you already did that one. Did it twice, fella. <laughs> you did it. How sad is that? that? That poor girl fucked up like that. That's pretty rough. Dude, people realized it too. But they still cheered. I wonder if she got off going, I wonder if anybody knew. I wonder if anybody knew. Well, I think how her style of singing, or like, I couldn't even understand when she was like, rang, rang, so much that I think, I don't know. I think I that style of singing sucks. Yeah. I don't like it. Where they change it, just yeah, put a I bunch mean, of pit random Yeah, you, in you yeah. can like what you like. It's okay. You know, I'm not saying that I'm right and you're wrong. All I'm saying is, I think it sucks. I don't like it. Yeah. I think that uh, that style is that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you're just showing me what you can do with your yeah, voice. Your you know? Range. Like, like what, what is that girl named? Natalie, uh, what the fuck's her name? Singer? Uh, God damn it. I know who you're talking She's about. She's got a beautiful yeah, voice. Yeah, Nicole. Nat she does. I'll look it up on iTunes right here. She does it, but when she does it, she does it like it's like she's not doing it like, like to try to just to try to make the her voice sound different. Like well, she's like expressing yeah. herself a certain way. I think you, know? you should think about the words of the song and yeah. what you're, and if it accentuates the message of the song, then Nelly, do it. Nelly Furtado, that's her name. Yeah, like put on that song. I'm like a bird. Put yeah. it on. Just do it. Who gives a shit? It's fucking fuck serious. <laughs> I want to hear this goddamn song because it's interesting. If we have to edit this out, I'm sure they have some sort of intern system. They could find someone. You can go, hey, dude, there's some songs up in this bitch. Why don't you go find them? Yeah. yeah. But my point is that there's a difference between someone who's got a beautiful voice and someone who's got a beautiful voice and they have to fucking show everybody. You know, it's mm -hmm. like a dude who's all oiled up wearing a tank top and walking <laughs> around town. It's like, all right, dude, I know you work out, okay? Right. It's 30 degrees out. Well, you got a tank top on. All right. You fucking dummy with your stupid voice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
You got something there? What do you, you, got? Think, yeah. you would think that someone, you know, it's like uh, Stephen Pressfield in The War of Art talking about professionals and not professionals. Yes. That's a not professional thing to do. Absolutely. It's to just have to overdo something to right. show what you're, what yeah. you're capable of. You know, it's like someone should show up. Do the job. Do it as good as you can and go away. Absolutely. It's like someone who wants their guitar solo no matter what, even if it fucks up the song. Right, right. And there's a lot of that out there. Because the guitar solo is what gets you all that sweet pussy. (laughs) It's just me. There's a spotlight on me. I hit that guitar and I just feel it. Like this in this girl's voice. This girl has a gorgeous voice. The one idiot. Yeah. She's a pretty girl, and when she sings, though, like you can, you you know that she's got this incredible range, but she's not using it to be a douche. She's using it like she's trying to make the song right. Yeah. Turn that up, Brian. Like that, man. That's beautiful. Yeah. Listen to this. The way she sings bird, yeah. that you bitch can she's sing. Thinking, she's thinking yeah. about a bird, too. You know? It's not bad. It's real, man. It's it's not just flashy, show-busy horse shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when she does that, you know? She stretches it out, but it makes sense, you know? She's, she's a fucking professional. <laughs> Are you listening, Christina? Put the fucking donuts down and go running. We're going to get this together, hooker. It's not too late. It's not too late. What are you, 30? Okay? Pull it together, whore. I'll date you. Brian Brian will fuck up your life more than food ever could. I could look like your Jewish accent. You will be so stressed out, you will lose massive amounts of weight. I shouldn't have called her whore. That was searching for a word. I meant hooker, but I'd already said it. I bet she's awesome to hang out with. You can call a chick hooker and it's okay. Like, shut up, hooker. You're just playing around. But you just say, shut up, whore. You're like, hey, what are you doing? Hooker's like a funny word. It is. You know? But it's yeah. the fucking same thing. Yeah. Like, girls call each other hooker all the time and it's funny. You know? I, I always, always call people hooker. Like, in the audience, too. Like, someone yells them out. I'm like, shut up, hooker. <laughs> Sit the fuck down. And it's, but it doesn't really mean no. whore, you know? It means, like, freak bitch, you know? Like, sit the fuck down, you wacky yeah. broad, yeah. you know? You know what I mean? Right. But whore, so I apologize. Christina, don't let me make you eat more. <laughs> don't let me make you run to that fucking cupboard and start pulling out cookies. And if you listen to this podcast, and you probably don't, let's be realistic. <laughs> but you never know, man. Never know. I mean, it is on the internet. But if you listen, we're just fucking around, all right? Don't get upset. Jokes, but it couldn't be funny if it wasn't true, Okay. We got a deal. We all got to deal with our own little shortcomings in this life. And you like food. And you don't like to work out. We need to fucking rotate those. Need to Indeed. rotate those. So, Chris, what's uh, what's your new business about? What it's it's open now, right? Last time you were on here, it wasn't open. You were talking about yeah. it. it was just about to start. So, yeah. what's what is it? So, I basically took um, a need that I had. You know, where I'm a guy who parties hard, works hard, works out hard, and. Um, Dude, you together. sound like the ultimate male. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> he's partying, he's a badass. You know, you don't always sleep. And, you know, like on most people's counter, you know, I just saw your counter. There's tons of supplements, like a ton. Like you have to take a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, I take everything. you have to put it all together. So what I created was um, basically a conglomeration of the best 
combination of ingredients I could and put it in two pills, uh, two different types of formulas. So one formula is an antioxidant vitality formula, gives you a ton of energy without the caffeine, which further dehydrates you, causes bad shit in your body, and starts eliminating the free radicals that are coming in, so you actually feel good and have more energy hmm. as you're going out. Um, the other one, and so that's for like during a party or pre-party. It's actually super good for working out too, right? Because um, it just makes you feel better, and it doesn't get you all wired. That's the Dayquil. Yeah, that's basically yeah, Nyquil. That's called, it's no, called that's Roll the On. Yeah, Roll On. And so, what's the, the name of your company? On It Labs. And is it onitlabs.com? Onit.com. O n n i t dot com. Ooh. And the other ones for the morning. O n n i t. O n n double n's. Ooh, you trick people though. That's confusing. I know. Who's O n i t? I don't know. Some, that motherfucker is owning your business, man. <laughs> some man, asshole. We need to get another website. Yeah. That ain't going to work. Yeah. Oh, that's going to fuck people up, dude. The double N? That double N's a mess. They'll that's going to remember they're it. Gonna, you're going to lose money from that double N. <laughs> yeah. did, you try, did you try onitlabs.com? Uh, with one N? I like yeah. the double. Well, because I don't want it to be too literal. You know, like on it. You just trying to lose money. Name. It's just the name. Trying to lose it's money. Like Yahoo. The guy hates money. I hate money. He fucking hates money. But so then there's a Jewish manager. You hate money. Joseph, you hate money. So my manager says, oh, oh we, we did this, uh, this show in, um, uh, in Vegas this weekend. And, uh, well, I shouldn't even talk about this. He's going to get mad if I talk about this. <laughs> what? Oh. I, can't, I can't say anything. Uh, oh. I got I to pull out. So, uh, so, um, so, so Onnit Labs, so N-N-I-T. So it's mm-hmm. onnit.com. And all this stuff is av- available right now for sale. I know. Right? So I you know, can buy it. Yeah. So shit that kills hangovers, shit that... Well, yeah, so the recovery formula is more focused on your brain. Because if you're not sleeping, if you're partying, doing anything, you're not restoring your serotonin, oxytocin, dopamine. Ooh. All of the brain chemicals get restored during deep sleep. If you're boozed up or if you're partying... And you can just restore night, those with pills or just help it a little bit? Well, you can help, you can help it quite a bit because uh, 5-HTP is the building direct precursor to serotonin. Right. And when combined with B6, which is the catalyst which converts... 5-HTP to serotonin, you can actually start rebuilding serotonin way faster. Otherwise, it would take weeks to rebuild. But if you blast out your serotonin, you have the 5-HTP with the vitamin B6 pyridoxine, then you can actually recover your serotonin faster. So that's why people feel bummed out after they haven't slept and and they get cranky. This would be perfect for like if you're dancing with Molly. What? Hypothetically, hypothetically, if you did, if you were d- doing ecstasy or doing oh, some kind yeah. of drug, that'd be perfect for that. Right. right. Well, dancing with Molly, you're talking it, about. There's a type of ecstasy <laughs> called Molly, right? Right. Pure. <laughs> right. And yeah, I mean, obviously, the product would work extremely well for that because not only is it restoring your serotonin, which is actually what makes you feel good, is the ecstasy releases too much serotonin in your body. Right. Uh, also, the other formulas are going to start mitigating the neurotoxicity associated with keeping your body at that kind of high level of reverberation where all your H transmitters are just all blocked up and the serotonin's running wild which makes you feel great but it's doing some it's doing a little bit of damage not like the <laughs> not like the, the you know like the, the studies that said it fries your brain right? well, what, that, what does it what is what does it do like the studies that say that ecstasy well, those holes were in actually, the brain yeah those were actually it was mixed with methamphetamines Okay, so, methamphetamines so it was a, does it was that. a bad sample that they were using, and methamphetamines does that. Yeah, it leaves it holes actually, in your brain. Well, that's a kind of a metaphorical way, but it does serious, serious damage. Um, you know, ecstasy. From what you know, there's actually a big study by Rick Strassman now on post-traumatic stress for MDMA. Really? And yeah, soldiers coming back from the war, they're all tweaked out. They can't trust anything. They're shaking, and bombs are going off in their head when they hear something slam on a table. Right. The, the MDMA, well, pure MDMA. I shouldn't call it ecstasy. That's kind of the street name for the drug. But the pure MDMA. It creates an environment where you're trusting and loving of the universe again, and so they're able to go relive some of these things and say, 
okay, that was war, but you know what? This isn't war. Like this is, this is life and life is good. There's beauty in this life. And really with some of the studies coming back, they just did, I think a 20 person study got the results done. It's through maps, uh, maps.org. Right. And, uh, great Which study. is the uh, center for psychedelic yeah. So, yeah. And studies. Rick, Rick Stassman's running it. What does yeah. maps stand for? Mole. Multidisciplinary yeah. something. Blah, psychedelic blah, blah. studies. Yeah. A multidisciplinary association of psychedelic studies, something like that. Um, but yeah, great study that came back. But but what ecstasy will do is obviously it's very dehydrating, so you don't wouldn't want to take any caffeine or anything like that because your body's trying to get rid of it, uh, just like any drug you take. Your body's trying to do that, and when your body's trying to get rid of something, you get dehydrated. It's also has some neurotoxicity associated. I mean, if you're going to be in that level of high reverberation, free radicals are just going to be peeling out of your body. So really, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what it's that stress. It's that kind of stress that's that's causing you know. You Where'd you learn all this stuff? Did some research. Did some research on it. You know, I mean, obviously, the you know psychedelic research and a lot of this is is up my alley. Plus, with the supplements, just dealing with the formulas that I have and and seeing kind of the the damage that a lot of people in my generation are going through, who are partying hard, and you know, some of them are doing drugs. I'm not advocating doing it, but a lot of people are doing it, and they're doing it in a way that's really damaging the, their ability to move on with their life and you know handle business as well as they should. So, you know, while these formulas aren't designed specifically for that, they do obviously really help. Because it's just like, that's like the ultimate level of, of putting a tax on your body. Hmm. When you're partying with drugs, I need to get it like this. takes it to the other <laughs> level. So, so the rollover formula has 5-HTP, directly converts to serotonin, L-tryptophan, which is actually the building block of 5-HTP. So it's more like a time release. Also, the same thing, it's in Thanksgiving turkey, makes you kind of sleepy, kind of brings you down from any of your big high experiences i only did um, ecstasy once and i decided right after i did it this is probably not a good thing to do yeah well, it felt terrible the next day you need the recovery formula right. well i don't know i think i need the whole yeah. box well there's a couple things happening you have neurotoxicity built up and you have low serotonin from what's from what's happened so um you know it can wow. make you feel yeah, bad. i, I so want to try this yeah totally i want to try this stuff too um i think it's fascinating this uh, there's a whole new uh area of um interest these days and that's uh mind chemicals like mind yep. uh vitamins what they call them, nootropics mm -hmm. a bunch of different yep. substances that increase increase circulation to certain areas of yep. your brain increase the the workload workload rather of certain areas yep. of your brain i love that stuff i think it's so uh, so amazing yeah you know, that people have figured out how to do that you know, it's it's really amazing how many different substances on this earth interact with the human body. Like I, I gave you guys some stevia. We have coffee here, and instead of sugar, we have stevia. And stevia is just like this natural sweetener that doesn't have any calories and it doesn't fuck you up and it doesn't yep. jack your glucose levels or. You it's know. really yeah, it's really good. Yeah, you know, it dissolves in dissolves in a cup of green tea and. A, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, it's, right. it's it's interesting, you know, that there's all these different things like caffeine, you know, there's th things that jack up your, right. you know, your chemistry and get you going. Like, it's amazing so there, how many and, different things and, there are. And what's also very interesting is that the lobbies that try and block these things yeah. like stevia, you know, I, I don't know my, my facts exactly, but I know that the sugar lobby put up a big stink about stevia, like a big stink. I'm and sure it created they, some created some issues like i don't think like coca-cola in other countries diet coke uses stevia but in really? the u.s yeah, yeah. Um, coca-cola 90 percent sure that coke uses stevia or, i know products. there are some sodas that use it yeah. i definitely know but that. then but they don't use it here in the u.s just because there's such a stink about it here oh, the, hillary uh, clinton the lobby's done hillary clinton was asked yesterday about let me find the article so i can because uh, it's so ridiculous it just shows what the fuck is wrong with this country 
Yeah. Yeah. Mexican Coca Cola is in bottle. You can buy out in L.A. and they use real cane sugar still in Mexico. So when yeah. you have like a Coke in the bottle out front here in L.A., it's so weird tasting <laughs> yeah. it because it kind of remember you kind of remember as a kid yeah. drinking yeah, it and tasting like. Here's Coca-Cola. what um, here's what Hillary Clinton said. They were talking to her about the war in Mexico and drugs, and this just goes to show you how fucked up the drug lobbyists in this country are and the pharmaceutical lobbyists and how much influence they have. We can't legalize drugs because there's just too much money in it. That's what she said. This is as an exact quote, you know. That's I hear the same ridiculous. debate. I hear it in my country. It's not likely to work. There's just too much money in it. I don't think that you can legalize small amounts for possession, but those who are making so much money selling, they have to be stopped. Oh, you mean like pharmaceutical companies <laughs> right. pushing oxycontins in Florida yeah. like they're fucking Kit Kats? Is and, that what you yeah. mean? And it's so dirty how they do it too. Like yeah. even L-tryptophan. L-tryptophan is. You know, it's going to boost your serotonin. A lot of those drugs, Prozac, Paxil, all these things, they fall in a category called SSRIs, yeah. Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitors. And all of those drugs are basically operating on your serotonin mechanism, giving you more serotonin. Well, L-tryptophan 5-HTP does this naturally. They give us one bad batch of L-tryptophan that came in from Japan. It was tainted. It had some bacteria that grew in it. Like it could happen to fucking vitamin C, whatever. They logged on to that and just started pounding the FDA until the FDA outlawed it for like 10, 12 years until finally people were like, this is ridiculous. Stuff helps you relax, helps you sleep, build serotonin. But the drug lobbies have just huge power. You know, I mean, huge power to yeah. be able to alter things. It's incredible that she would answer this that way without the obvious, but obviously right. there's a lot of other drugs that are legal in this country, like alcohol and tobacco that cause a lot of damage. I mean, they don't even look at the whole picture when they're answering. They're so used to people not completely questioning them. You right there, fellow? Yeah. There's something going on with their mics. They start echoing or something. It's, it's, there's, 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 some, there's an arrogance to these type of answers, you yep. know, that you're you're supposed to be the person with the answer. Someone asks you a question, and here's your answer, and you know logically that this answer is ridiculous because it discounts all the money that you get from drug companies, from pharmaceutical companies. Yep. What about all the money you get from alcohol companies and tobacco companies? What yep. what about all that money? Where where is that? What right. how does that factor into your thing? Well, it doesn't. They just stop the conversation, and it's like. It, it, it's it's a sickness. It's a sickness that we allow this. It's yep. it's a sickness that politicians can say retarded shit like that and not just be blasted all over the news yeah. for being hypocrites. I mean, what they should have on CNN tonight is Hillary Clinton's quote, and then all the fucking money she got when she was running for president. How much of it is connected to pharmaceutical right. companies, right. and yeah. how much of it was connected to alcohol companies, and Rebecca, yeah, 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 how much? What, where's the lobbyists? Where, where, who's paying them? What, you know, what has she voted for in the past? What has she tried to keep legal? You know, come on, man, you yeah. fucking criminals. Yeah. You dirty, stinky, corrupt criminals. Got, Every one of you fucks. I've if got, you're not screaming <laughs> in the streets, you're a fucking crook. I've gotten pretty fired up on the same topic recently, and um, I just got a, found a video from Milton Friedman, who is a pretty famous libertarian and economist. Um, and he was actually talking. It's just a real breath of fresh air to listen to him because he's quoting uh, John Stuart Mill, the philosopher, right. basically saying like, the only right the government has to impose on our freedom is if we're hurting somebody else. Like yes. the bottom line, period. Yes. Like no other, no other statements. And the video that I actually have on my site is is uh, Milton Friedman talking about seatbelt and helmet laws. And he's saying, I mean, he's saying like this was a litmus test, the seatbelt and helmet laws of the government imposing their will upon people. And nobody really cares that much about those laws. But he's like, this is this is a sign of what they're doing. They're saying they know better than you what's good for you. And they're going to make you do this. He said, it's your fully your right to wear it should be fully your right to wear no helmet on your on your motorcycle. 
like it's not going to hurt anybody else. Yeah, it's a stupid risk. You shouldn't do it. It's not advocating wearing no helmets. But that's your right. And the government has no fucking business right. telling you otherwise. It's like you telling yeah. Brian that he has to wear a helmet. And if yeah. he doesn't, you're going to lock him in a cage. Yeah. yeah. There's exactly. really no difference between you yeah. and the government. Yeah. I mean, you know, other than the fact that supposedly the government is re supposedly elected to represent you, which gets very tricky. questionable. It's very, very fucking gross. Yeah. God damn it. But, you know, the, the other point is, too, that if you're if you create all of these laws that people find is immoral, you know, they begin to distrust the whole system. Like you, you have to follow these laws. Like people don't look at police as they should. Like police should be saviors. Yes. You know, like, oh, thank God the police are here. Right. You know, you're having a party. Everybody's happy. Things are good. You're like, oh, fuck, there's a fucking police outside. Right. You know, it's like when you create a system like that, that's when things get fucking twacked. There's a cop in right. uh, Los Angeles that uh, claimed to have gotten shot outside of a school um and uh he was uh apparently uh bullshitting the entire time and they went this massive manhunt looking for this guy who uh, shot the cop and he gave a description and everything it was a white male with a fucking gray ponytail you know you're thinking some crazy biker type character right turns out it was just complete fabrication this guy now did he shoot himself i don't know or, like uh, they, they didn't find investigating they're investigating so i don't think they've made an official statement but the official statement is that the cop has admitted that he lied that's that weird. no one really shot him. So what yeah. the fuck, man? That's and it apparently cost $500,000 for this manhunt. And that's only what it cost a state because I was trapped in that traffic. And it, I right. was like an hour and a half, you know, mm -hmm. out of my schedule for yeah, the day. That's, that's a good point, right? How many people lost money? How many deals didn't get closed? How many things yeah, didn't? Eventually, you're going to be able to have something in your car just like uh, that iTalk shit mm -hmm. on your iPhone where if you're stuck in traffic, you're going to be able to press a button and have a fucking direct conference video call with people. You know, yep. they're going to be right there looking right at you, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, so you can have a meeting in your car. Yeah. That's how it yeah. should be now. That's how uh, auditions should be now. Why not, man? I fucking love having calls in my car, man. That's the number one reason why I went to Verizon. I went to Verizon over AT&T was because I had the iPhone. I'd fucking drive around, man. My phone just would cut off left and right, and it would piss me off. It would drive me nuts. Yeah, AT&T is bad here. Verizon fucking almost never cuts off, man. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like so, it's so much better. It's not it's not 20% better or 30% better. It's like 50 or 60% better. Yeah. You know, like AT&T was just cutting out everywhere and Verizon might fuck up every now and then you know you go through some weird hilly area or something where there's no signal period but uh, they, it just fucking AT&T was brutal and I, my car when I get in it's got that Bluetooth thing where it syncs up and then the, the voice comes through the speakers so you can right. have some pretty cool conversations and you're not taking your hands off the wheel it's just like someone's in the car with you yep. you know like you're, you're having a fun conversation it makes driving so much more interesting by yourself but fucking AT&T, you can't pull it off. Supposedly, Verizon with this new iPhone is actually uh, teetering your download speeds if, because they're trying. That's how they're trying to, I guess. They're regulating it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What is the word? Staggering it. Staggering no. it. Yeah. Whatever the word is, if you if they find out that you use a lot, they're gonna cut your shit down. And then, like, you'll have, like, half the download speed or whatever, a fraction of the download speed that you yeah, had before. That's, that's annoying. That man. is annoying. You know what else is annoying? That the, it's a world phone and that they don't have that part activated. Yeah. Because I have a BlackBerry with Verizon. I thought about using the iPhone with, for Verizon. But, you know, with the UFC, I'm always traveling to England and traveling around the world. Right. I got to go to Australia in a couple of weeks. I couldn't deal with, you know, having no phone over there. That would annoy the shit out of me. Yeah. You know, but they don't have you it. You think yet. That, that they're going to activate it later? Maybe it's just something that they're waiting on Apple to get, you know, like the software part put in there somehow. I don't know what the fuck it is, man. It's That's kind of annoying, seems, though. Yeah, it seems weird that it's in the phone, but you can't use it. It makes no sense at all. 
Hey, Chris, we can hear you peeing, man. <laughs> it's not peeing, it's your waterfall. They, they put doors on bathrooms so, for a reason. So what, what didn't you want to talk, talk about in Vegas? Yeah, no, no, no. I, can I tell you what happened to me in Vegas? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about the hooker story. Uh, Oops, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, forgot. I forgot. I forgot that that was the whole story. That was what was funny about it. But right. just tell me the story anyway. All right, so we were out. Well, this is what happens. Let me tell you something what happens. I'm, uh, we're, we were all drunk, and it was right. 3 o'clock in the morning or whatever the fuck it was. I'm laying in my hotel room, conked out, and I, my phone starts vibrating, and it's Brian. Yeah, and so what happened to me is we all separated after the bars, and we you know, went to our separate hotel or separate elevators or whatever. So I get in an elevator, and right before it closes, this girl does like the arm thing to get to get in the elevator. So I'm like, oh, hey, she was like this girl that was looked just like Kim Kardashian, a little bit you know, <laughs> taller than me, fucking wearing a nice dress, like tan, just looked really like rich, I guess, and just top top of the line shelf girl. You I know? have to comment real quick. How many girls say they look like Kim Kardashian <laughs> on like Facebook? Don't I look like Kim Kardashian? Oh, is that a thing? Don't I look like Kim Kardashian? <laughs> so so I, uh, I hit 10. That was on floor 10 and she hit 9. Then she starts texting and, and just not paying attention. I was just looking at her tits, wasn't paying attention. She, the door opened and shut and then right when it was shutting she goes, oh, fuck, I missed my floor. And I just jokingly, because I was so wasted, I had the, the balls to do this, I jokingly said, you can crash in my room. And then she goes, she looks at me for like a couple seconds, goes, okay. And then we, the elevator door opens and I'm like in shock. I'm like, she's not, you know, she's fucking with me. I get out of the elevator. She just follows me out. I, my door, my, my uh, room was right down there. Started walking. She's just following me. We're not talking. We're not saying anything. I just look over at her. I'm smiling. She's like smiling at me. And then I, I, I open my door up. The door opens. She uh, shuts. She fucking immediately throws, pushes me against the wall, grabs my dick, starts making out with me just for like a good minute so or so. So what's going through your head right at that point? Uh, like, don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. No, it, it's fuck yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm making out with a girl that I have to be on my tippy toes to make out with. Uh, <laughs> and then she goes, thousand dollars if you want to play. And I was like, oh, you're a, I thought you were a real girl. <laughs> Did and you say that to her? Yeah. <laughs> and someone right when I said, I'm like, oh, that sounded bad. But uh, and then she goes, no, honey, no, no. And she goes, all right, that's cool. Well, and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I, I thought you're just, you know, a real girl. And and then she goes, no problem. And then she goes, here's one for the road or something like that. And then she just starts making out with me again. And, and I'm thinking, like, do I pay her five bucks for that? And then I'm also <laughs> thinking, I'm, I'm also thinking, like, thousand dollar hooker. That's like top grade hooker. That's not like a normal Mandalay Bay hooker, right? That's like a, that's like. Charlie Sheen hooker. Right? It could have easily been her first time being a hooker, and she's just a crazy bitch. Right. I mean, she, she just could be crazy. She was so fucking hot, though. I think she was just a high class one that happened to be just got done blowing Jay Z, and then <laughs> and, and you know what's crazy is her her mouth tastes like Red Bull and socks. And I remember thinking that like like wow, did she just drink her Red Bull and chew after, on a foot after blowing something? Dude. That's what happened. <laughs> and then and then and then after that happened, I called Joe and I was like, I can't believe this happened. And then I'm thinking like. Do I like run down the hall and tell her like, hey, after you work, if you want to just you know spoon later or something? Like I'm thinking like all these gay thoughts because <laughs> we like, don't have to do anything because I don't have the money. But if you want to hang out, hey, I'm cool. Uh, oh, that's hilarious. But yeah, and what's crazy is this uh, girl that I'm uh, dating here and there. Like uh, when I came back, I'm like making out with her, and she goes, she goes, all right, so you didn't kiss anyone but that hooker this weekend, right? I'm like, <laughs> that's worse. <laughs> like well, I could kiss five miscellaneous girls, but I kiss one hooker. That's fine. You're okay with that? Because the story's funny? <laughs> Dude, don't complain. 
Just accept the gifts the universe has <laughs> given you. Fair enough. Yeah. Don't complain. Fair Vegas enough. was uh, fucking awesome. Thank you to everybody who came out. The show was sold out. We yeah, did that awesome. giant theater, the Mandalay Big Theater. That's the biggest place I've ever done in Vegas. It was like 1,700 seats. It was awesome. Yeah, that was good. How'd you feel? How did it feel to be on stage? Because it seemed like it's that's hard to grab a whole theater. I mean, this was like where you see the, uh, the play Cats. This is not just a theater. This is a huge theater. Well, it was uh, the Lion King. It's where the Lion King. Lion King. King. That's yeah, right. Not Cats. Same, they're all man. the same thing. Fucking Cats. The Lion King is actually entertaining. Right. Cats is done. Everybody right. realized that Cats is a scam about five years ago. They're like, what the <laughs> fuck are we watching? Did a girl take me to see Cats once when I was like fucking 19? I was dating this girl. She took me, and I was 19. I was a, a, a wild monkey. All right. I was a savage. I couldn't sit down and watch something stupid like Cats. And I, sit in, and I was sitting there, and it was an hour and a half, and then it stops, and you get an intermission. And I'm like, get your shit. There's no way we're staying. <laughs> right, just get your shit, and we're going to go. Yeah. Right? We're not going to watch these fucking people parade around in a cat outfit. This is a terrible show. It's terrible. <laughs> Cats is one of those things. That is just a mind-numbing assault on your attention span. By the time you get done, if you take a girl to see Cats, by the time you're done, your self-esteem is so low, you can barely <laughs> get it up to fuck her. Because you've just been abused by some terrible entertainment. And, and then you finally go, what the fuck is wrong with her that she likes this? And why am I with her? And what am I doing with my life? That these are the type of people that I'm hanging out with. Someone who likes Cats. Like you're you're fascinated by these fucking retards prancing around in giant cat suits. First of all, they don't look anything like cats. They look like people with stupid outfits on. Anyway, the Lion King is nothing like this. The Lion King is actually exciting. Yeah. We were in the Lion King Theater. It's Mandalay Bay Theater. It's where they show the Lion King. But it was huge. It was a fucking it's like seventeen hundred seats, giant fucking room. Did, did you did you feel like you had to change your style anyway? Well, or your no, I've done a bunch or? of big rooms before. You know, like the place I do in Edmonton, when I do to Canada, that's more than two thousand people. The place I did in Calgary, that was like two thousand people or eighteen hundred people. Toronto or somewhere somewhere around that. The next one we're doing in Toronto. Tickets are going to go on sale soon. I know everybody keeps asking me about Toronto. Um, I think they go on sale this Friday, but it's a theater in Toronto. And uh, it's like 2,500 seats. So I'll yeah. tell you all about that shit. There's a secret link, too, that I just got sent. I don't know if you're allowed to tweet that link or if... Well, no, because it's not, they're not up yet, right? Yeah. What's the name of the theater? Do you know? uh, it would seem like there, the different experience would be doing like full Coliseum... Yeah, 15, yeah. well, that's almost impossible to connect with people. But yeah. I feel like you can still connect with people if there's... Uh, you know, I think like... You can get a couple thousand people, and if they're cool, everybody can have a good time, and you're still in the groove. But, you know, you get to, like, some... I heard, like, Larry the Cable Guy does, like, football stadiums. He does, like, 50,000 people. That's insane. Wrap your head around that shit, son. Just wrap your head around that. Massey Hall in Toronto. That's where it is. And that'll be on April the 29th. Like I said, tickets, I think, go on sale on Friday. But, um, uh, you know, 50,000 people he does, like the, the whole fucking football stadium filled with Larry the Cable, began, cable Guy fans. That's impossible to connect to those people. I mean, yeah, you hope you do. You, you get the people in the front and you lock eyes with them and right. keep the party rolling. But, right. yeah, there's not a lot of room for ad-libbing and fucking around. No. You know, no, it's just you gotta, here's the show, bang, bang, bang. You got to <laughs> yeah. bust it out in as, as short and tight in order as possible. You know, the, the best thing about small clubs, like we're going to do uh, Sal's Comedy Hole in uh, L.A. this weekend. Brian's going to do it, too. Brian does it all the time. And it's on uh, Melrose, real intimate place. Like when it's filled, I think it only gets like 70 or 80 people. Yeah. Right? They're, yeah. they're right expanding now. it. Yeah. yeah. 
He bought the place really recently. Sally used to have a place on La Brea, right? Is that right. what it was? It was a really another small place. It felt like, sat like 100 or so. And what uh, the, he did was he bought a new place, and then with the new place, he's expanding the back area, and then it's going to be like a 300-seater. But for right now, it's like really small. And um, Sal, uh, you know, he's got this, like, just a, it's just, just a sweet setup. He's like, always does open mics all the time. Every day. Yeah, it's always like promoting comedy and trying to get like young comics to, to really get into it and you know and help them out and one of my friends from south park he's making a movie uh called serial comic and uh it's about a comic that is like mixed with dexter and he's never done stand-up comedy and so i was hanging out with him last night and he's like you know because i'm doing this movie i think i need to know what it feels like and so him and the other guy went on stage and did their first stand-up out of the blue like no material and they did good for the first time with no material just going up i told him like just tell a funny story just tell some stories that's happened to you you know and try to do it on stage they both did now they're they're, they're, they're addicted to it now oh, they're like yeah. immediately like fucking first hit if you do good man you do good you get that bug next yeah. thing you know shit gets crazy it's real there's a, there's a difference in doing a large audience but um it's not a bad difference it's good for a show like a special like doing a special like I want to do one special at least where I do it in a comedy club because the last one I did in a big theater I think um, when you do a special though it's really kind of gotta be here's the jokes here's the jokes not that much fucking around here's the jokes mm -hmm. you know it's like it's not the same as like a, a live audience they appreciate you know more fucking around and ad-libbing mm -hmm. and it's like it's like a looser more open thing but in, in transmitting it to a DVD it really should be you know the material kind of as it's written you know, so the difference is that if you're, you're doing a, um, a big theater, you just don't feel like you have as much slack. Right. You know, like when you're in a, a, like a little seat, uh, a little um, hundred seater, it's like a little tight, intimate club. You feel like you just there's no pressure. You know, we're all just fucking around having a good time. Whereas it's like 2000 people. It's like, OK, I'm here to do a show. You know, get ramped up like Joey. Like Joey came out guns blazing. Yeah, you know, that was crazy. Joey knew it was a show. He destroyed. You know? He slaughtered. slaughtered. I mean, people were fucking pissing. I fell down. <laughs> I fell down laughing. Yeah. I said that you know I think that I told him after the show. I told a bunch of people. I think that's the funniest I've ever seen anybody do. Yeah. I don't think I've ever Rose, seen anybody roast to the occasion. Yeah, fifteen minutes of just destruction. Just went out there and Hulk smashed. Hulk you know? smashed. It was pretty badass. But, um, yeah, Joey knows how to do those kind of rooms. He just goes out there and hits him with his best shit over and over and over again, you know? Mm -hmm. But uh, the theater was badass. It's fucking really big. And so we're going to do it again on July 3rd, I think it is. July 3rd? Ooh, yeah. I think weekend. that's what it is. Yeah, it's whatever the uh, the next... There's going to be um, a weekend and whatever the Friday is. Mm -hmm. July 2nd? So it's July 1st because July 2nd is the UFC. It's July 4th weekend. But July 4th is Monday. So... I'll be there on the 1st, July 1st. You know which kind of show? I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but in the big stadiums, I talked to a hypnotist, actually, and he was saying the bigger the stadium, it seems like that would be hard to do, like hypnotize someone with all that pressure, but the bigger the stadium, like the easier the people go to sleep. Whoa. Somehow, yeah. Really? Like I, it's, it's inverse. I think it's the, like the opposite of yeah, that. Yeah, well, I think it's there's just this, I don't know. I mean, I, for whatever reason, I don't know. I can't deeply delve into the psychology of it, but somehow that that type of environment and they get these people on stage which is unbelievable to me because i can't imagine being hypnotized personally myself uh, but incredible but they'll go to, they'll go right out and then obviously they do all that kind of that kind of wacky stuff but those shows are pretty interesting to me that 
you know, they can take somebody in that environment where they're already nervous and like people are watching me, holy shit, and put them right the fuck out. You know why? Because yeah. some people are weak. <laughs> right. Some people are supposed to be hit. Right. Well, and then they, they do. Short they do. circuit. Yeah. Some people they, are supposed yeah. to be led. And they do and subtly take the people out who aren't falling asleep and they just go away. So they yeah. start with 12, they end with, you know, eight. Yeah. It's amazing like how that. they know. You know, I uh, used to do shows back in Boston with this guy named Frank Santos, who's the R rated hypnotist, and he had a, a killer fucking show. He used to do it at Stitches Comedy Club. And when I first saw it, I was 21. I was totally skeptical. I was like, there's no way this guy's going to hypnotize all these people. <laughs> 20 minutes into it, you know absolutely 100% that these people are hypnotized. Yeah, and totally. the crazy thing is this guy like mumbles. Like, Francis, he's talking like this. How's everybody doing, ladies and yeah. gentlemen? Okay, I'm going to count to three. And at the three, you're going to go to sleep. One, two, three. Click. Bitches <laughs> yeah, are and asleep. And like, like what the fuck? Over. I barely understood what this guy <laughs> said. But meanwhile, he's running around touching. Oh, your boobies, your boobies are so happy. You're going you're gonna to play with them right now. You're going to play with your boobies. And chicks would just start playing with their yep. tits. Really? Yeah, and he would say, you right now, you, my friend, you, uh, you have a raging erection. Whoa, you can't even believe it. You can't believe your erection. The guy looks down at his erection. And he goes, and who's underneath you right now? Madonna. This is like 1980s when, yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. didn't jump away in <laughs> disgust and horror. You know, those fucking veiny monster dick arms. She's got like dicks for arms. That's what they look like. They look like someone's hard dick. Madonna? <laughs> Madonna's arms. They're like Just someone's... The, the head is like, their deltoid yeah. or whatever you're they're talking like about. Dicks. Because they're all veiny and fucking weird and sinewy and shit. They look like a raging dick. She's got <laughs> raging dick arms. But anyway, he would do this bit. You know, uh, Madonna's underneath you. And guys would nut in their pants. Yeah. She'd give it to you, give it to you, and, and you're going to come, oh! And, and the guy would like lay there like this, and you'd go, get the fuck out of yeah. here! You realize the guy just nutted in his pants. <laughs> yeah. No like, way. Oh, 100%, dude. For sure. Dude, Frank Santos is a master. Still and I know he still does shows, yeah, in the East Coast, around Boston and Rhode Island. I think he's originally from Providence, Rhode Island, and he did, he used to have shows, he used to have book shows, too. He was one of the first guys I actually headlined for. He headlined me, and he had this little room that he did in, in Rhode Island. Really, really great guy. But um, he was... Uh, the funniest hypnotist too because it was always like really dirty ridiculous shit that he would make these people do but when it was over you know he'd wake them up and snap them out of it man the look on their face like they didn't have a fucking clue as to it It was like Eddie Bravo after a night of Jack Daniels (laughs) it was just just fucking who where where (laughs) am I whose clothes are these I bet his sex life is awesome Eddie Bravo's no no the the, the hypnotist (laughs) because he just hypnotized the shit yeah that's funny you said that because there was a guy who was a hypnotist slash comedian at the comedy store Mm-hmm. And he was really gross. He was kind of a creepy dude who at one point in time was like kind of funny, like back in the 80s. But something happened along the way and he never really hit. And he was always kind of stuck around and went up to him like cruises and weird shit. Yeah. But now, so now he's like in his 50s and not successful and creepy and really not funny. He would go on stage and not be funny, but he was always trying to hypnotize bitches. <laughs> that was his move. Wow. And so one time I was at the comedy store, like one of the last times I was there and I went to the cover booth to ask something and he was in the corner with this chick and all I heard was no. I'm not going to let you hypnotize me. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like you have, like apparently trust is a huge. You can't just go around hypnotizing random people. They well, got to want I mean, to. He be was trying. Is that against he the was law? just swinging. No, he was asking. Let me hypnotize you. Let me hypnotize yeah, you. Yeah, because they got they got to accept it. You know. I wonder if you're drowning. My dick is a reed. <laughs> you're in the lake. There's only one way to breathe. Talk my dick. It's oxygen. <laughs> Starts biting it. I need to eat. Like a reed from those missing in action movies. Remember, yeah. they would always hide from the Viet Cong by grabbing the reed, yeah. and they would go under and breathe through the reed. But bitch, try breathing through a fucking reed <laughs> when your heart's beating yeah, 150 sure. beats a second. Snorkels. Are you know? hard Jesus enough. Christ. Yeah. 
God damn it. You can't breathe through a fucking reed. I tried breathing through a snorkel, a shitty one that I bought at like some convenience yeah, store. It not, was terrible. Yeah, not the it's, easiest. It's claustrophobic. And if you man. added about another foot and a half to a snorkel, it would be nearly impossible just because of the heaviness of the air. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what does it. It's the compression of the air, even under a little bit of water. Like, So I guess 30 feet is an entire atmosphere, I believe. Of wow. pressure, like it doubles your whole atmosphere. So whatever varying degrees of that, but that's what makes it so hard. It's because you're sucking, you know, heavier air through that, through that. Uh, that's through heavy, that dude. Yeah. Well, it's just hard breathing. Through, first of all, it's hard through it too. And and for the longest time, I used to have to only breathe through my mouth because my nose was busted up. Mm-hmm. But I got my nose fixed. They opened it up, and now I could breathe through my nose and my mouth. And I'm like, oh, sweet oxygen, <laughs> come to me. And so when I'm in the the water with that shitty scuba thing, I was like, this is fucking gross. Just right. breathing only out of your mouth again. It's yeah. annoying. Yeah. You get a, a bit claustrophobic. Yeah. You get a little claustrophobic, and you also realize like how you know how you need your nose to fucking breathe with. Yeah. Like I have friends that have not had that operation the deviated septum operation and they're due to fucked up noses i'm like bro get that shit fixed man i'm telling you and some guys are like well i'm just gonna break it again anyway like fighters and i'm like so what break it again anyway trust me get it it fixed fix it get it fixed now because you know you don't realize how much more you can breathe out of your fucking nose when your nose works you know you got like 30 percent more cardio that way and you smell farts way better. And I knew, always knew when Brian was smoking, this motherfucker, he'd tell us he quit smoking. I'm like, bitch, I smell cigarettes. <laughs> Damn you and your new nose. Yeah, I know. That sucks. Vegas was fun, though. We had a good goddamn time. That was, yeah. uh, that was the best time we ever had. That was the best audience we ever had in Vegas, too, for sure. Right? Don't you yeah. think? Oh, yeah, definitely. It was great. But, but what was even better was Ari and Joey Diaz at the UFC. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ari and Joey dropped acid at the UFC. And they kept on like saying they were going to dose me the whole weekend. Like, you're either going to take it or I'm going to dose you, and you're not going to know about it. So you choose <laughs> which one. Impression? That, that's, uh, I didn't want to yell it. but Listen, cocksucker. <laughs> well, now that we have these, we have these puff shields, because people are complaining about our peas. What are they called? Pop shields? Pop shields or something. Yeah, we're fucking know. professional folks. This is, we've reached the next evolution of this fucking thing. I like to hide behind them. But uh, Joey and Ari, by the time we went to uh, dinner, right after the fights, they were fucking blasted, just glassy eye. Yeah. <laughs> and what's funny is, it, it, I when I a couple times ago, UFCs ago, uh, there was this time when I ne- I think it was one of the first times I ever went to the UFC with Ari, and Ari was like dropping down on the ground. He was being so emotional about the whole thing and he's like oh by the way i never told you this but that time i was on ecstasy and i'm like well that makes sense whoa 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 what what ufc did he take ecstasy it's the one where uh what's his name uh with the short guy with the long hair uh yeah his mom was sitting on one side on the ground crying because his his they were fighting and then ari was on the other side on the ground going like like acting really weird and must have been uh and i thought diego sanchez i can't imagine no clay guida clay guida no, that, that yeah, fight. but no, it wasn't that fight because that no, fight was fight. at the Palms. Oh, yeah, okay. no, no, this was uh, in Vegas, and I, I remember it was th- in Vegas. It was in Vegas. Was it the big arena? No, it was the small arena. Oh, so it was at the Palms. Yeah, because I can't imagine his mom crying. He, oh, so it must have been that history. one. Yeah. 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 So his mom's freaking out on one side, and Ari's freaking out on the other side. And I always thought, like, wow, I never went to a UFC with Ari, but man, he's really he's into, into the UFC. <laughs> like, and he's like a 1940s, <laughs> like, he like he would sit there and be like, yes, like, yes. Like, like I was thinking, like, wow, he's You guys really... didn't go to very many at the Palms. That might have been one of the only ones you've ever went to there, right? No, I've been to about five at the Palms. Have you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, was it the Hard Rock? I'm confusing with. Yeah, I've never been to the Hard Rock. Okay. At, we used at... to do them at the Hard Rock. Mm-hmm. You 
you know. Yeah. But the, the Palms is the best place to see. Yeah, it's it really. my favorite. It's the best place. place for the UFC. Yeah. There's not a bad seat in the house. No, it's awesome. And even though like the first level, it's like perfect height. Yeah. You know, I fucking wish they were all at the Palms. The only thing that sucks is that. Well, it's awesome for the people that are in the back. That little back area, like behind the, there's like most of the seats are facing one side of the octagon, and mm-hmm. then there's just some bleachers on the other side of the octagon, which is like the dopest seats ever, which is where they sit like rock stars and shit. Yeah, you know. But it's like you know, there's it's only like how many thousands of seats? Four, four thousand. Yeah, it's not much. It's fucking incredible, man. It's, it's incredible. Nice. I believe it's it. Super intimate too. They do comedy it. shows there. Cat Williams does uh, comedy shows there. But um, so he was on ecstasy at this time. Yeah, that time, and so that that explains it. Because I ever was this since when Todd Duffy was in your way and you wanted him to move and no one could get him to move. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I think that was. He was that. like standing no, no, up no, no, right no. in front of Brian's seat, screaming, "Come on, no. get off the fence!" Yeah, he's one of those guys that just stood up the whole fight. Yeah, like you, you don't stand up the whole fight. If something crazy happens, sure, everyone stands up together, kind of thing. Even though that's annoying, but he <laughs> he stood up the whole fight in front of me, and I'm not going to say anything to the guy. But but that wasn't the fight. That this was one where we were sitting like in the front row. Almost like on on regular chairs. Okay, so and, you guys got the sweet seats. Yeah, sweet seats. But uh, and so then I always thought ever since then I'm like, wow, I never knew Ari loved the UFC that much. That's really crazy. <laughs> By and, the way, those seats on the floor are not as good, right? No, uh, no. one above is the best. Yeah, one above is the best. And even yeah. like this first, last one, we actually had the, the second one like front rows but the second tier right and it was perfect because you we just kind of like looked over the the whole ring right. it was like you nothing was in the way no cameramen were in the way yeah. when they hit the ground you could see the ground so right. it was yeah. awesome the floor is like the pimp spot you know you're like i'm on the floor bitch yeah. Yeah. you know but it's really not it's yeah. like it, it's a good showy Especially spot like deep in the floor it's yeah like yeah right front row floor you can the only good thing about there, the floor is looking at jenna jameson the whole time <laughs> or whoever you yeah. know she brings with Tito her. in his really fancy suit anybody that does wear a lot of ufc suits. though it's a it's a kick-ass event like, there's nothing like it i mean you know? it, it's you think like you watch them on tv but it's different when you're there like it is just coliseum yeah it Ari is. texted me in the middle of it in the middle of it while he was on acid he goes how is this not like rome in the coliseum <laughs> he texted me while he's blasted on acid <laughs> right and i thought it was an interesting text you know i mean but it's we always think this and we always say this so i said right word you know that's what i said back mm-hmm. to him but then if i had known and he was on acid yeah. You should have said. Well, by the way, I'm on. Well, they, t- they didn't want me to tell. They didn't want <laughs> yeah. me to tell you until why? I don't know why. But that th- they were like, okay, you can tell Joe now. And so I, I, I probably told you they were worried like, about me talking about it on the air. Yeah. I, I Joey so. Diaz and Ari Shafir run acid <laughs> right now. Enjoy your replay. It, but it was funny because the whole time Ari's like tears in his eyes, just so emotional. Like well, when the kinda, graphics, kind of how it should be yeah. a little bit though. When it the means, graphics a, came on, he was just like, "Oh, this is so great." Yeah, <laughs> and, and I wouldn't take it because to me, I'm, I've done acid a th- thousand times, but it's like to me, acid is nature. Acid is being with your friends camping. Acid is sitting on your couch watching Pink Floyd the Wall. It's not in a coliseum right. with thousands of crazy fucking I think people. Actually, I think Taking away mushrooms could be the fun. moments I mean, to make up a dull day. <laughs> I think mushrooms could actually be better than acid because that's kind of more of a transmutable feeling. Like, I mean, obviously the Vikings would take mushrooms to berserkers before they would go into war. Like, you can really maneuver it around. A the Vikings better. were really into the Amanita muscaria. Oh, yeah. That was their shit. That was it. So which the, is a weird mushroom, the, man. The berserkers would get all hopped up on that and were invincible. Yeah, Just that's a tricky-ass mushroom to get right. Apparently, mm-hmm. I did it once, and it was not good. didn't work. 
it gave me a weird effect, but then we mixed it up with cubensis mushrooms, and mm-hmm. it was a blast off. Yeah. Like, somehow the two of them together just went... Yeah. Yeah. But the Amanita muscaria by itself, very tricky. Apparently, it varies not just genetically, but geographically sure. and seasonally. So it's like, you got to get the right strain from the right part of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I found some on my property in Colorado when I was up there, and uh, I was like, I'm not even going to take this. It's probably not even going to be worth it, you know? You I'd be acquire, too scared. You can acquire them really? legally, actually. Yeah, I know what it is. It's pretty clear. Really? Yeah, there's no doubt. When you see an Amanita muscaria, you Big know what the fuck it is. Cap. Big really? red cap looks like Santa Claus. Oh, really? you know? It cap. is Santa Claus. Okay. <laughs> Don't just go eating any red cap. I like this. Like, there's, it's so tempting when you see like a mushroom in your backyard, like one of those big poofy ones. Don't you just want to cook it. They do look, look delicious, right? Yeah. Unless you have a cow pasture back there. Yeah, you better know your shit, son. Yeah. The only good ones grow out of cow shit. And there's some that look very close to psychedelic mushrooms that give you just irreversible liver damage yeah, just some of them that just fuck you mushrooms are so weird man like some of them are super nutritious and other ones will just fucking crush yep. you yeah. Yeah. Some do all kinds of stuff like the reishi mushroom gives you a lot of good energy and, and stuff from it yeah. it's not psychedelic and yeah. not just nutritional health wise like chaga the yeah, chaga yeah. mushroom is really good I started taking yeah. that recently it's I can sick. imagine like if I was at the, the, the greatest moment for me was the uh, the rampage Chuck Liddell buildup fight wasn't obviously that good, but that moment in that ring was fucking unreal. Just the energy that was built up. Just people had someone they wanted to win for that fight. What's the like, biggest fight you've ever seen? Was that it? That was probably the that was probably the the biggest. I would say. I mean, for me, that, I mean, I've seen I've seen some. Um, yeah, I'd have Listen, to say dude, that was it. People you, cared you the most a, about that one. I think you're gonna have to come. Well, you're gonna have to come for Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Junior Dos Santos. Yeah. That's going to be chaos. Yeah. I saw Brock beat um, at UFC 100. Who was that? Was that Mir? That, N- yeah, that, it was Mir. There's a yeah, rematch. I saw that. Yeah. Saw that one. That was big. That was a good event. But the there's next nothing so magical as the. There's a few one. big ones coming up, man. You got to go to that one, though. Brock and Junior Dos Santos. Oh, I don't know when it's scheduled for. It's GSP next. He's in Toronto. Oh. He's going to be fighting in April against Jake Shields. That's a good nice. fucking fight. He wins that. He gets Anderson, right? Yeah. Oh. Good luck. Whoa. What, wow. a, what a prize. Whoa. I would go <laughs> with... I would fucking slip on a banana peel on the way to the locker room. Yeah. I would go with I sent you that text. The amazing thing is, like, I do... I kick front kicks, you know, and I have a little target, little tag on my bag, and I can sometimes kick the K or whatever like that in the, in the letters. But the way his accuracy in a fight where people are moving and he wrapped all five toes around Vitor's chin just perfectly. Yeah. Didn't even sprain a toe doing a front I had never seen face. anybody get oh, knocked no. out with a front kick before. After that, a couple of people sent me some videos. Like this one from K1 Max. Some uh, Japanese guy landed a badass front kick right to the jaw. Same thing. Knocked the dude out cold. Guy fell back like he got shot. His was actually better than the Vitor one because Vitor wasn't totally out. Right. Vitor was... Moving still, this guy yeah. just bam just fell back like he got shot. Man. Front kick right to the jaw. It's just so hard to land on people. The guy in K1 Max though, he threw a gang of them to the body first. He threw yeah, a bunch so of them to the body over and over hands. again, and then just shucked one up to the face and caught the dude perfectly on the jaw and knocked him unconscious. Yeah, yeah. I'd never seen any in all the MMA fights that I called. I've called over a thousand fights. I've never seen a front kick to the jaw knockout. Yeah. Usually when someone yeah. front kicks someone in the face, they just knock their head back. It's, yeah, it's kind of a yeah, it's like the flat, motion. yeah, the flat of their foot. He it's got like, some whip in that in that front okay, kick too. Dude. That was you a know? front snap kick. Front snap kick. That was yeah. karate style. Front, 
push kicks or just kind of move someone yeah. back, but he whipped it up there. Yeah. It was nasty. Well, that's because everybody does like the Thai style, you know, which is like a, it's a teep, you know, it's like yeah. you're pushing yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. off you and they're, they're really trying to regulate with roundhouse kicks. They're trying to like get their, you get their distance and push a guy off you. Yeah. But like some guys will throw the front ball kick, the snap kick, like semi shilt, semi shilt yeah, fucks yeah. people up with that thing. Yeah. He dropped Pete Williams in the UFC with it. He stopped Bader Hari with it. He, uh -huh. That's how he won the Grand Prix. He hit Bader Hari with a front kick to the liver. <laughs> he just—he's a giant too. I mean, Sammy yeah. Schultz is legitimately a giant. He's seven feet tall, you know. So he curls those toes back and s sends that fucking gigantic log your way. That log mm -hmm. he calls a foot. Yeah, yeah, man. There's nothing quite like watching fights. It's just there's nothing more, nothing that really just caters to the chimpanzee instinct more. Mm -hmm. You know, a great game, no matter how much you enjoy it, is still just a game. You know, the thrills yeah. are just not as high. You know, it doesn't matter if it's hockey or baseball or oh my goodness, the ball he went over the parking. Oh, no, exactly. Yay! I actually have a, I have a whole you know blog about that. I mean, it's really sport boiled down to its very roots. I mean, we have those aspects in other sports, like you see. Dwayne Wade dunk on somebody and it's fully like he dunks on him and he's in his face and it's like he dominated it's like he knocked him yeah, out yeah but, but then there's still, Anthony Pettis still, does that Showtime kick where he kicks off the cage right. and but, kicks Ben Henderson in the face with the just, same it's foot it's still just an approximation of what we're really after which is right. this primal conflict and dominance you know you have all these balls and all these rules and all these things but it's still just men exercising that primal instinct right. to dominate well, but what I've always said is, is that if the you, fucking root of it if you know someone if you slam dunk a ball on someone they can always say well yeah well i can kick your ass right. but exactly. no one gets their ass kicked and goes so, yeah well i can yeah. slam dunk a ball on you <laughs> right nobody gives a yeah. fuck doesn't go the other way that's, yeah, that's interesting isn't it it's fucking just fucking human yeah. nature it's and weird. i think why people are so attracted to it fastest growing sport in the world i don't know if that's still an accurate quote but it was going around oh, for, for a while. sure so there's but, not even a close second yeah. you want to talk about the this it's only been around in this country in this form since the 90s yep. 93 was the first one that had no rules and then as far as like sanctioning it's just a few years after that we started getting sanctioned in athletic commissions but yeah there's not even a close yeah, second no it makes perfect sense because people miss that aspect of life i mean everything is so watered down now mm. you don't get to exercise that that kind of physical component of our psyche that still those dna those genes haven't changed in mm -hmm. the last 100 200 years where we're not doing that anymore or go How back 10,000 yeah 10,000 we have the same genetic makeup as people right. 10,000 years yeah, ago totally. supposedly that's totally. obviously I mean, that's incredibly the theoretical same. until we go back in time yeah. and take a guy from 10,000 years ago and examine him but from all accounts if you took a guy from even 100,000 years ago and put him in natural clothes you know or rather uh, normal clothes that we would wear and put him in a, a movie theater that guy would just sit there you wouldn't even be able to distinguish him yeah. So, until the movie started playing, yeah. then he starts shit his fucking pants. Demons! Demons! Ah! He's smearing shit over himself to make him less attractive to the monster on the screen. You know, curling in the corner. Knock! Knock! Yeah. Yeah, but you know those that DNA is still in us. Of course, like, yeah. It's, still, it's the and, same hardware. It's and basically everybody used to get a chance to exercise that. Like they would go to war. Like I was just, you know, I was just talking to you about Socrates as a warrior. You think of this philosopher. You think of all this. He was a badass, just a killer. You know, he was one of the hoplites for the Athenian army. And where did you read about all this with Socrates? So I first learned about it from Stephen Pressfield's book, Tides of War. And then I did a ton of research and and, uh, and put it all on my blog. But just a, a badass. Like some of the stories are crazy. Like he was, uh, there was a retreat coming from um, from, a, from a place in, uh, called Delium. And in this retreat, basically the Athenians pushed forward in the flank. Their flank got 
um, got weak on the left and right side. And then the other uh, General Pogondas, the other general they were fighting against, a Boeotian general, who also invented the flamethrower, which is pretty sweet. But anyway, so you outflanked them, and then the Athenians, you know, the everybody flame started. The flamethrower was around back then? Yeah, no, he invented the flamethrower later. But anyway, so 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 on the retreat, they have like a three-hour run back to, back to Delium. And Socrates just stayed like right at the point, like the very back of his men, and just fought for three hours, like horses coming at him, just cutting them down, keeping people from running up the backs and slashing at his own uh, Athenian soldiers. I mean, it was still a bloodbath, but he was like, How do we really know what happened? That could have been some gay dude that Socrates (laughs) fucked real good who liked to tell crazy (laughs) stories. Because Socrates was a big queen, right? They were all gay back then. They were. People are full of shit, man. I don't buy that story. I think Socrates Socrates might have been running like a girl, screaming, (laughs) I have to write poetry, leave me alone. Look at his mug, though. Look at like the actual bust of it. The dude looks like a fucking. But we don't soldier. know. We don't know what he really looked like. We know drawings. Well, they you know? they, would, they sculpted him. Those they motherfuckers. Who they know they're accurate. <laughs> Lying the cunts. Worst, the worst. We assume ever. that back then they were honest. That's what's hilarious. You know, yeah. we assume. I mean, people are completely full of shit today. Why would we assume that they'd be honest then? Yeah. Like all this fucking Ronald Reagan revisionist history is driving me crazy. As an adult who was a, an adult during the Reagan administration, Reagan had something like 200 people or more that were in his cabinet and in in, that were employed by him in, in the White House, connected to him, that wound up getting arrested, get, get, getting brought up on charges. There's some ridiculous number. I mean, George Carlin had a routine on it. He had a whole routine on it about, find it, find George Carlin Reagan's gang. Because it's like when yeah. you really like go back and listen to it, you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they were all fucking crooks. They were all crooks that figured out how to manipulate the moral majority and to go with the religious right and get, you know, religious people and Christians finally organized to vote for the presidency. Yep. That shit didn't exist before with Nixon and with Carter and with Ford. There, was, there, wasn't, that, there wasn't like a big political movement with Christians. That became a reality during the Reagan administration. The Reagan administration was, sponsible for, was responsible for so much fucked up shit. So much fucked up shit, man, that people don't – I mean, even stuff that people don't um, – that don't agree with today, like in the conservative movement that support Reagan, like negotiating with terrorists and all mm-hmm. kinds of other shit. Like there's a, a dude who called into the Rush Limbaugh show and it's uh, somebody put up an, uh, an article about it on uh, my website. And um, it was uh, a, a really fucking uh, funny conversation because this guy was like really well versed in the history of Ronald Reagan. And so this guy starts arguing with um, with uh, with uh, Rush Limbaugh, telling him about what what Reagan did, um, that uh, Reagan raised taxes on Social Security, that Reagan negotiated with terrorists, sending over and over again arms to Iran in exchange for hostages performed. By contrast, Jimmy Carter didn't give an inch to the Iranians, which is why we could never get the the hostages mm-hmm. as soon as Reagan got into office the literally like right away the terrorists from Iran were released why is that why is that because they gave them something they had to give them something they had right. to negotiate with terrorists to get these people back is it worth it to get the people back yeah but I guarantee you part of the agreement was don't let them back until we're in office it's not really about right. them being free it's about it looking good for us right. Garen fucking to you well Joe we just live all a north do you get the thing about Reagan yeah, so it's, listen tw- it's 12 minutes long no we're not going to listen to all of it but just play it a little bit because George Carlin fucking nailed it and this is back in you know I think he did this uh, shit, it's probably like the 90s, early, early 90s. Yeah. 
like right after Reagan had been yeah. out. I really haven't seen this many people in one place since they took the group photographs of all the criminals and lawbreakers in the Ronald Reagan administration. <laughs> yeah. George Carlin was the shit. Yeah. 225 of them so Fuck. far. 225 different unreal. people in the Ronald Reagan administration have either quit, been fired, been arrested, indicted, or convicted of either breaking the law or violating the ethics code. 225 of them. What do you think the total and number Edwin is? Meese alone. Thousand. How many that Edwin haven't gotten Meese busted? Alone has yeah. been investigated by three separate special prosecutors, and there's a fourth one waiting for him in Washington right now. Three separate special prosecutors have had to look into the activities of the Attorney General. And the Attorney General is the nation's leading law enforcement officer. You can kill it right there. See, that's what you got. That's crazy. What the fuck, man? Tough. What the fuck? And everybody's like, Ronald Reagan was an amazing man. It's like, we have this image of him, just like our grandpa that, you know, was yeah. a drunk and used to beat the fuck out of your grandma. And you just kind of forget it when you get older. It's like, yeah. grandpa was... Was a good guy. <laughs> I remember thinking I loved Ronald Reagan growing up just because the 80s kind of embraced Ronald Reagan and there was like artwork and, you know, just like shows about Ronald Reagan. And then we're like, wow, Ronald Reagan likes jelly beans. That's so cool, you know. And yeah, right. Jimmy <laughs> Carter had peanuts. But yeah. everybody's like, well, doesn't that show that Ronald Reagan's unhealthy and bad for America? <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. It's the whole thing is very interesting. It's it's very interesting how we like to look back in the past with rosy rosy vision. You Dude, know, if you want to get sure. really baked sometime and go to the Ronald Reagan Museum down there, yes, I, I did that. I, do. I did that the other uh, like a couple years ago. It's over here, like in Calabasas somewhere. It is. Yeah, it's fucking huge, oh, and the cool. whole thing is just Ronald and Nancy. Like you go in these little movie theaters and just plays like videos with them <sighs> in it. You, they have Air, Air Force One there. You can go and see like where <laughs> Ronald Reagan like his plane and like on this desk. There's like jelly beans. It's so gay, but it's it's crazy. It's too much Reagan, though. After a while, you're just like, all right, I've had too much Reagan. I can't take this anymore. The only thing that I really liked about Reagan when he was in office was when he started talking about aliens. One of the things he talked about with yeah. uh, Russia, okay. like how much we would all forget our differences if we were been attacked by aliens from another planet. I was like, oh shit, what does he know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody, and he didn't do it in just one speech. He did it in a couple of speeches. The same sort Dropping of dropping little hints. Well, I don't know. <laughs> is it little hints or is he just fucking? Is it just someone wrote something cool? Yeah. I mean, it's not like Reagan wrote that shit. That's true. It's no more than you know some you know, Charlie Sheen writes his dialogue for Two and a Half Men. I mean, it's yeah. basically the same job. Yeah. You know, Reagan didn't write all that stuff. Somebody else wrote that maybe there's just some cool ass fucking speech writer it's like let's just freak these motherfuckers <laughs> out some alien talk you know everybody's a little freaked out about russia how are we going to bring them down i don't know man I mean, we're worried about the bomb was... look you know the bomb's not going to land i know the bomb's oh, not going to yeah. land but we can't tell about how we're really in cahoots with russia to keep the world down so what do you want to do how about we bring up aliens <laughs> how about we just start freaking people the fuck out talking about aliens from another planet and how much we would come together i like it Done. I like it. Did you, you see the video of the UFO over Jerusalem? It's I, fake. I didn't. Is it fake? Yeah. Who who made it? Somebody uh, make it. You, you're talking about the one that there's two camera angles? I didn't. I only saw one. Oh, uh, yeah. Where the one's like just sits there and then goes straight up. Yeah. Yeah, it's completely fake. Is and it? what's crazy is uh, I showed it to Allison and uh, Rocks that was on, you know, on the podcast. And immediately she saw it and she goes, that's fake. That's actually a tool in whatever it was, like uh, Adobe Premiere or something oh, like that. Oh, that's hilarious. Like, like 3D or something like that. She's like, I could show you how it's it to do It's a bummer when people fake this shit because then everybody thinks every fucking video is fake. And there's a lot of fakes. Don't get me wrong. But there's oh, some videos that are I, I legit think, footage of shit that I, happened because there's thousands of people who saw it on 
the ground. Like some of that Mexico City shit. Yeah, mm. that's not fake. I I, I saw I showed Joe a, a video the other day that I, I wanted to see what he thought about it because I thought it was fake. Uh, it's about this hamster that was just no, fighting. That's and, not fake. And, and no, Joe Joe still doesn't think it's fake. I I still think it's fake. And, the, and then I was talking to Ari about it. I was like, why do I think that video is fake? And then I realized, did you notice the stomach of it was pitch black? Like it was just like. Like all black of the, the stomach. Dude, listen to me. You're thinking too much. In this. I know, but I'm it thinking was like a real if people don't know what the fuck you're talking about. There's a video online. What is it called? Angry ha- hamster hamster fighting or angry hamster. Well, what anyway, the video is these guys are fucking with this hamster and the hamster gets crazy on them and tried to bite them. And then eventually Wasn't like that an Eddie Murphy movie. No, no, no. <laughs> That's a professor. Oh. I think. Oh. Oh. <laughs> anyway, it's a fucking scared little animal that's biting people. I mean, it's real. It's 100% real. Hamster of doom. Let's forget about that. Called. Um, so, um, so tell me, what are your thoughts on, on UFOs? So what shit do you think that you saw that you think that was like well, legitimately questioned? Yeah, I mean, I, I think some of those, I think in every major country, you know, particularly, I think, actually back even farther, you know, into history, there's been paintings of UFOs and different things, people all the way back to caves and other different biblical sightings of um, of things appearing over battlefields and crazy shit like that. And you can take all that history with some footage that we have now, some reports from just super sober pilots, just dudes that are like, look, I don't, I don't really like that I saw this. I fucking hate it. I'm not trying to get anything out of this, but this is what happened. We chased this thing. It was doing crazy stuff. No way we could catch it. Our machines shut off and we had to return to base. Like, I saw it, you know, whatever. And they're not trying to gain anything out of it. And those... Those, I think, those are really credible. Whereas a lot of these other people who are trying to, I am the UFO seer, you know, like, talk to right. me about it. Those are fucking quacks. But so many just sober, gritty people just talking about it. So. Yeah, the very first uh, explanation or the very first depiction, the flying saucer depiction, mm-hmm. was from a pilot. It was from a, you yeah. know, a, a, a military pilot yeah. who was uh, watching these things skip across the sky. I forget the dude's name, but um, I should probably give him credit for it because it's kind of an interesting thing yeah. to come up with. And he said it seemed like saucers skipping across a lake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not opposed to the idea of there being some visitors from somewhere else, whether it's from here that we can't see, you know, some a dimension nearby, yeah. whether it's from another planet. I'm not opposed to that. But what I am opposed to is all these people that have the explanation for it, like, so quickly. And all these people that are, like, looking for right. proof of aliens. They're, like, they're getting crazy. And, like, like you ever watch that Ancient Aliens show? No, I haven't. But you I know what you're it. talking about. Yeah. You got to watch it. It's the most ridiculous shit ever. Like 80% of the stuff they say, you're just like, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? Like, how, like, why are you coming to this conclusion? It's like the most unscientific yeah. conclusion ever. Yeah, just random. Like, they, they're like they'll find some ancient stone structures that are like these giant stones, like in Peru, where it's really amazing how perfectly these stones are fitted to the stones below them. And mm-hmm. they're hundreds of tons. I mean, enormous structures. And they go, this, there's only one way this could have <laughs> happened. It had to have been f- help from another planet and the people uh, just m- it makes me think I wonder if they had help from another planet and oh okay or maybe people have been around a lot fucking longer right. than you think right. and we know for sure there's been some massive cataclysmic disasters just during recorded history we know we know there's been some big ones in you know the the near distant past some mass extinctions that that killed the dinosaurs that fucking you know changed a bunch of th- shit in the climate many 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 times over mm-hmm. wouldn't you just assume that people have been around isn't that like the number one thing you would go to we know people are real all right yep. we know people invent some crazy shit we know disasters happen yep. maybe people figured out how to make some crazy shit and the yeah. disaster happened and then they forgot how to make that crazy shit. Yeah, well, a few stragglers made it out, taught a few things. Yeah, then, man. Yeah. 
I mean, these these things that they have in Peru, though, man, it's fucking fascinating. Yeah, just is. really enormous fucking stones. And they had a, a discovery recently in Turkey. Let me find this real quick because uh, it's uh, it predates archaeological uh, construction, like like uh, mm-hmm. or rather um, the uh, the oldest construction, the oldest like real modern stone carving, but by like fucking some insane number, like five yeah. or six thousand years. So like what they thought was like the beginnings, the dawns of civilization back in Mesopotamia, you know, six thousand years ago. Yeah. This predates that by another six thousand years. Right. Massive right. fucking stone structure, tons and tons of stone moved. I'm like what the fuck is this? Yeah, you know. Yeah, and then you know the stories of uh, of the Atlantean culture. Obviously, there's a lot of BS surrounding that. Right. But, but you know, like, a, what does it mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's a pretty good chance that there was an advanced civilization that got wiped out. Yeah. You know, by either earthquake or meteor or something just took them out. You yeah. Know what I mean? Fucking for sure, man. Eleven thousand five hundred years ago, this thing was built. 7,000 years before what they think was the Great Pyramid, more than 6,000 years before Stonehenge. And they, they built this gigantic fucking thing in Turkey. And there was another story recently about this guy from Australia who started uh, looking all throughout Saudi Arabia with Google Maps or Google Earth. And, you know, Google Earth will bring yeah. you fucking literally zoom you in on the surface of the entire Middle East. And this motherfucker found like 1,700 archaeological discoveries and sites. <laughs> Like there's all this ancient shit. While these guys are it wasn't blowing just one themselves guy, up, it, yeah. I, I, I thought I thought it was just the, the the whole gang of people found that. That's the n- total number they oh, found. Is it? Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, I it's not it one guy. One person no, came. no, no, no. It's just the, it's the a total number of people okay. since Google Maps. Okay, well, I, I might have uh, misread it, but the one guy who did do it had a friend in Saudi Arabia. He was an Australia. Uh, who the story is based on? Had an, uh, he's a. Uh, Australian guy, but he had a friend in Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. so he would give the guy the coordinates, and then the guy would go there and take photos of the actual area, and then they would send it to you know experts, and they'd be right. like, "Yeah, that's some fucking shit oh, right there." That's crazy. There's a civilization. And meanwhile, these assholes are throwing rocks at each other yeah. and fucking <laughs> screaming about no my rules, no my rules. You know, and they're they're fighting over nonsense over there when they're in the middle of this incredible archaeological you know, yeah when, when treasure trove. People twelve thousand years ago would pimp slap you for being an idiot. Idiot, and they're in the same place. That's pretty, uh, pretty mm. telling there that you're not going the right way, not the right way. Need to change directions. With yeah, what's going to happen with, with Egypt now? With Egypt, uh, I, I've, I heard the museums got looted. Really? The, yeah, Cairo is just fucking <sighs> chaos, man. I mean, they have some That's incredible archaeological yeah. discoveries that they have stored there. I mean, who knows what's still there, what they've been able to protect. But apparently it's so bad that, you know, no one can even get a, an audit of what's happened and what hasn't happened. We're watching uh, a dictatorship fall before our eyes. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing to consider. And this is the thing that no one's going to tell you when you're watching all this go down. And, you, you know, the United States is like, you know, we we need, you know, Mubarak should step down immediately and. Who's behind this? Who's, did you guys do this? <laughs> you know, just, like I see that you know, like I see Obama on TV talking about it, and I see, and I'm like, who? When I was younger, I would say, well, here's a here's a group of people that are raising up against their 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 tyrant leader. Right. I mean, this guy is obviously a dictator, and he needs to be removed. But he's been our ally in that area for a long ass time. Yeah. Okay. Why is it that all of a sudden people are rising against him? Why is it? Who's organizing all this? Yeah. Is the CIA involved? Wasn't, in there, wasn't there a recent election or something? Wasn't yeah. there like a, that's, sure? I mean, that's it's been a bunch of them in the past. It's you know, it's hard to get people to to move like this. It's hard to get people to uh, to really rise up. I mean, for 
for sure they are pissed off. For sure they are. They have had enough with this fucking douchebag, you know, wanting to run things in their fucking crazy country. But what re- people are really afraid of is that Sharia law, you know, that 64% of Egyptians want to be governed by Sharia law. They want to be governed by Islamic law. So it's like, man, having this guy out is not good. Mm. It's like, it is good for the Egyptian well, people weird, because they get their own choice, but... But the Egyptian people, even though some of them are progressive and many of them, like in Iran, in Iran, a, a big percentage of the people don't want anything to do with the way Iran is right. being perceived by the Western world. And they don't want to have anything to do with religious fundamentalism or the craziness that uh, has always been associated with Iran. They're young people. They listen to fucking music and they like yeah. art and they want to get the fuck out of this this terrible situation. But they're stuck, you know, and, and I think there's a lot of those t- types of people in Egypt, too. But it's just like America, man. Even if there's 50% of the people yeah. that, you know, believe that, you know, we need science and stem cell research is good. There's another 50% that believe they saw fucking the devil in their Cheerios and right. they want to fucking shoot right. it with a gun. You know, yeah. I mean, we got a, we got a, a real problem like that. I think the only way, to, I've, you know, been asked this question before, and I think the best solution I have is just you got to set up like mo- drop Internet over to them you know like if people get knowledge and like right. see outside of their box that's the only thing that's going to change their mind right you know like put in like paid for broadband stations in like closed off areas so people can go in there log in and check some shit out well it's interesting you, know, like, that you said that because that was people. the first thing that they did in egypt when they wanted to stop the resistance they shut off the internet <clears throat> that's what egypt did they shut off the internet is this still off by the way i don't know i don't i don't know how much yeah, of it was know. off i don't know if they were able to jury rig it and get it back on i, I don't even know what it is to be honest with you you start talking to me about the internet Gumbel? i don't even understand what the, the tubes and pipes <laughs> and how do you shut it off is there a main switch somewhere <laughs> did you blow some shit up did you cut the cord did we run a cord through the bottom of the ocean all the way to america how the fuck does it get over here how does it get over here is there a cord that goes from Underneath, europe under, 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 under the, the ocean water. Yeah. is that real i think there is that's yeah. ridiculous how yeah. retro yeah, I, I think, think there I think is. There is. I think there's a okay. Well, how the fuck do they connect with each other? There's telephone lines. How do, how do they connect with each other? I don't know. How does it's we don't know? Question. I'm pretty I sure. I thought it would get bounced by satellites. Uh, what? But not in the 70s. There's no satellites. I don't think there's shot. satellites. Yeah, but there's no, but internet. There was no internet. In the I think. I think. <laughs> huh? No, I'm saying. But the internet goes through telephone lines and like that kind of wiring. So right. Uh, so you used to be able to call England. From the seventies, how the fuck could you do that? Yeah, I don't know. Back in the seventies, no, you I'm, could call I'm England. Sure. But the ocean's so fucking deep. So what do they do? Put it on Jesus. like floaters? Yeah. What is do f- ships run into it and cut the cord? Yeah, you gotta redo just, it. Just whales just hit it. What and the? Like, Damn. I might be talking about my ass. And maybe I'm just be, thinking of that episode hard. of Lost. You might be talking about <laughs> your ass, but you might not be. But I mean, how the fuck could we call England? Uh, well, you know what? Let's let's really get fast a, a cowboys. Di- let's get a direct answer from Twitter. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the folks on Twitter. Please tell me like how phone, the fuck were you friend, able bro. to make yeah, phone really. calls to Europe back in the 70s? How the fuck was there a cord that went all the way through the goddamn ocean all the way to I, Germany I, I and shit? I feel like I remember seeing a documentary how they did it or something like that, and I could be just farting around. Please, Twitter, answer, answer me. I saw Twitter's uh, like irre- magic eight ball. Yeah, I saw irreversible. By the way, the same guy that did Enter the go. Void. Bingo. Charge 5 Photo says there is a large fiber optic line in the ocean. Okay, here's the question, though. What the fuck, man? What what happened back when there was no fiber optics? Right. That's what did they sad. do back in the 70s? What did they do in the 50s? How did they let... I mean, they the ocean licorice. is so deep. Like, it can't be on the bottom. Where you is know it? how much fucking yeah, cable I, that would it, have You to know be? what? It's probably... It's, oh, there's, like, chasms and abysses that run right. through there. Where do you, you think go, there's a line and, like, dudes are on, like, fucking submarines and they see it coming? Like, shit, we gotta, we're going to hit the phone line. <laughs> we're going to get close line to get You dickheads, it. you killed the phones in New York, man. <laughs> 
This guy says there's cables. There's a transatlantic cable. Wow. There was. Even back then, there's a transatlantic cable, and the dude... Tobang just sent me a, a wiki link. Fuck yeah, man. Holy shit. Impressive. There's a goddamn cable that's laid across the floor of the Atlantic Ocean. It crossed the telegraphic field. Whoa, that's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. So this is fascinating shit, man. So wh- what the fuck is it with cell phones then? Is that is it piggyback on those lines? The internet satellites. Lines? I'm satellites. Put, I'm putting in my satellites. Uh, for cell phones? Yeah, how's that work? Yeah, I think cell phones uses satellites nowadays. It does? Yeah. So if you connect from, from one Australia country to, to the, the United other. States. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it uses satellites. Does that I, make sense? I think so, yeah. yeah that's what my guess But I said mean. that last time and I was What wrong. say you, Twitter? Boom, 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 boom. What say you, Twitter? Please answer us. It's like Magic 8-Ball, bro. This is the most amazing. There's never been a time in life where you could ask people questions like yeah. this. And it's not even on radio shows. You, you pick callers. No, you get the text answers shit. This guy's saying, they sent letters by boat. That's a girl. That's a stupid answer. <laughs> you shut your mouth. You didn't think that shit through at all. Uh, they sent letters by boat. We're not talking about the 1500s, hooker. They, they put the okay. on boat. Okay, Monkey Todd says it was uh, wire. It was copper wire originally. But, up, but what monkey? about what they're doing right now? I mean, how the fuck does it work right now when you're sending, um, you know, when you're sending a cell phone message or calling someone? How does that work? As of 2004, there's been underwater cables. Huh. Yeah. Cell phones use radio signals. Yes, on Earth, but radio doesn't go across the ocean, you cunt. You don't even know what the fuck you're saying, goddammit. Unless it taps into the same lines that... Yeah, I would imagine it has to use satellites nowadays. But why? There's a delay in the satellites. It's got to go way the fuck up to the sky. No, because then if that was true, there'd be no satellite gaming, you know? Cell phones use regular phone lines, apparently, this guy's saying. Well, so maybe it piggybacks maybe somehow on regular phone lines. You know what's kind of fucked up? It's just like what we're talking about with um, when your website gets a lot of hits. Mm-hmm. And it cru- by the way, Warrior Poet is crushed, son. Bummer. That shit ain't coming back. <laughs> <laughs> you, your fucking uh, server just took a deep I, six. I wonder if your business website's crushed. Um, but it's the same way with, um, with cell phone signals. If mm-hmm. there's an earthquake or some shit and everybody tries to use their phone, good luck. Yeah. Good luck. You won't be able to use it because yeah. everybody can't use the phone like at in once. Like a stadium? Yeah. yeah, it's like you're they're, they're understocked. Like they're selling you cell phone service and they're selling it to everybody. But the only way it works is that everybody doesn't use it at the same time. Yeah. Because if everybody uses it at the same time, nobody gets to use it. It just shits out yeah. and just fucking farts and dies. That's yeah. annoying, man. That is annoying. That's annoying. It's like we're, we're, um, we're too far ahead of ourselves, you know, when it comes to technology. We're too far out there. We're we're fucking wow, stretched look this, thin. Look at this graph on your message board of all the underwater cables. Have you seen? Did you see that? Whoa, that's dope. That's a lot. And that's that's only my goddamn message board is still private. We have to fix that shit. What? It was getting crushed so much. It's still private. You have to. <laughs> uh, I had to make it where you only a member only could members look at it. That, so yeah. you have to sign up for it to look at it. Here's a video here that says there's been 150 years of trans. Transatlantic cable. Wow, 150. 150 years. years. That's insane. How the fuck did they do that? They go up higher through, like, uh, they're floating on algae, like northern part of Canada, and then over through Greenland area. Or if they're just straight, looks like it comes right out of New York. Straight out of New York. That's incredible. It is. It's incredible. That's 150 years of monster cables. How long did it take to make those fucking cables? Jesus Christ. How long is it to get to, if you take a boat from New York to England, how long is that? 
How many miles is uh, that? It's thousands of miles. Yeah. It's like 1,500 miles. So it's like one that. cable that's thousands of miles long. What the fuck more do you carry 15, that thing more on? More than 1,500. No, yeah, it's like 3,000. Yeah, no, it takes like six hours. 4,000. Planes, planes go, what, 500 miles an hour? It's you know, like so. What the miles. fuck do you carry that yeah. with? What do you carry that miles. cable with? You know? And just had to be boats getting supplies and metal and then just try. I just don't understand how they avoided the chasms in the water. Like, <sighs> oh, shit. Like, here's, you know, when you're. You know, fishing and the thing just keeps going down. You hit a deep part of the lake. Right. The deep parts of the ocean are like ten thousand feet. Like, yeah, you know, abyss type stuff. And why, why haven't there. terrorists tried to attack that cable? You know, like oh, shut right. the fuck up, Brian. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> you get brainstorming for him. Listen, man? these dumb cunts are living in fucking rock houses in the middle of the mountains, banging uh, goats and shit. <laughs> do you think they could think this through? We're going to ocean and cut the cable. We're going to kill Farmville. We got it. We got to get. We got to get them online. That's the bottom. We got to get everybody. Yeah. Well, like, you know what you got to do. E- Here's the deal: it's not just get them online. They have to be around cool people. They're around douchebags. Everyone around them's a douchebag. Yeah. I mean, especially like in the, the Middle East. The Middle East is just chaos. The Middle East are the townies of the world. That's yeah. the cradle of civilization. That's where it all started, and that's why they're so behind the times. I mean, the the reason they're behind the times, and the reason why the America America is you know supposedly the most progressive, or the most advanced, at least culturally, of all the other countries. The reason is because we're the last one. We're the one where everybody fled to. And the yeah. first one, which is, you know, the Middle East, Mesopotamia, where Iraq is, that's the worst. That's where it's the most fucked up. That's the Sharia law. That's Muslims versus Muslims. That's, you know, chaos. That's all those fucking dudes wearing robes circling around, you know, the, the Hajj at the, the mosque in, um, in Saudi Arabia or whatever it is, the uh, Mecca. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's all the same shit. That's all just that's stuff that's been around too long, yeah. you know? You know, I was saying when we watched that... Um, there was a TV show when I was in uh, Germany, and uh, it's a 24-hour um, Mecca station, and it's just 24 hours. That's all it shows. It's people circling the, the box in Mecca, circling that big square building. Yeah, it's craziness. It's fucking, but I was like, if that shit happened today, okay, if this is a new cult, yeah. some new Scientology type thing, and everybody's wearing robes, and they're circling that box, we'd be like, whoa, we got to yeah. stop these motherfuckers. That is scary. If that, could you imagine if that was in America? Let's say if that was in well, Kansas, yeah. and there was, you saw Bryant Gumbel disturbing footage today out of Kansas. We're going to go live here. Now, granted, ladies and gentlemen, let's be aware of this. This dangerous cult has only been around for five years, but look how much they've organized in these five years. And then they showed people circling around those boxes. Dude, there'd be helicopters flying towards yeah, that area right. right now. Tanks would be moving down the highway. Uh, well, check this out. What if, we, what if we created a cult that would drink the blood of their hero every 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 week, figuratively. If it was Megan well, Fox, I'm in. Well, no, and but that's what's happening. Like you go to Catholic mass, it's like here's the blood, here's the flesh. Drink the blood, eat the flesh. I mean, that's you look at that. That's pagan. That is pagan yeah. stuff, yeah. Deep. right there. But oh, but it, because it's oh, it's Christianity. It's Catholic. Like we have oh, a weird thing where we just get used to shit. Yeah. No matter how yeah. wacky it is, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like these these broads in Africa with these plates in their lips, you know. Yep. Africa is another place where they need some information, like the especially in the Maasai cultures and stuff, where they're getting their clits cut off with sharp yeah. stones, and the clitorectomy out there. Like they need Egypt to see, too, by the way. They do yeah, a lot of that. They in need Egypt. to see like Hannah Montana. Like, yeah, totally they, they all need Twitter addresses. Like, just, need, just, just fucking bouncing around, singing, oh, oh, Os- whatever. Osama bin Laden needs to check in at Foursquare at the Applebee's so we can <laughs> fuck them up. You know, they they all need that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, they already fucked him up, man. He's, uh, do you really think that guy's alive? I have no idea. If he's that. even real. 
He's uh, probably in a fucking London hotel somewhere <laughs> with a, a, a gang of boys sucking his dick. They probably yeah. just said, "Listen, we're not going to kill you. We're just we're going to keep you alive. You yeah. keep making tape we every couple you. of years. We <laughs> might need yeah. your video. We need you to come out with uh, some new scary shit so we can yeah, who knows? take away more civil liberties." Do you think the last time that there was real evil in a in a in a war that we fought was World War Two? Do you do you yeah? Well, to that? I, no, I think there's real evil in Islamic fundamentalism and Islamic terrorism. I think there's but definitely it, real yeah. evil. I think the problem is unfortunately a lot of that real evil has been caused by our manipulation, right. our being in you know in religious holy grounds, you know, and and desecrating those grounds, our involvement with and and support of dictators in the Islamic world, and you know some people say like guys like Hosni Mubarak, like we need that guy around to keep the you know the Islamic fundamentalists from gaining power, like at least he's like more moderate, and even right. though he's a dictator, it's the better of two evils. And yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not well versed enough to be realistically, you know, to to be honest about it. You know, I mean, if you really step back and say, do you really understand how things work in the Middle East? No, fuck no, I don't. That's yeah, another sure. world. It's another yeah. world, man. I mean, I remember going to Abu Dhabi, and it becomes very aware. You know, when we did a UFC in Abu Dhabi, like, yo, this is another world. You know. Don't get stupid. Don't get mouthy right. at the airport. Right. You know they'll put you in a box, son. Yeah. You know you better be polite, and you better realize that your laws are, you know, these laws rather are very yeah. different than yours. So out of balance. I think you know part of it is these patriarchal, paternalistic religions. You know they just shift everything way out of balance. You know, yeah, like there of used to be the balance of the sacred feminine and the masculine, mm -hmm. but these desert religions are just just shit on the feminine. You know, and it's all about. Men, you know, control the women, bind the women, hide the women. Do you think that's because you know, they don't have no much, like, water and resources and well, natural? Yeah, I mean... The and then all of a sudden they've got this new resource over the last couple yeah. hundred years, oil. You know, that's really kind of amazing. I mean, how long has it even been? Has it even been a couple hundred years that we've yeah. been getting oil from the Middle East? Yeah, yeah. But whatever it's been, how I mean, you look at photos of uh, Dubai from 1970 as opposed to today. Yeah. Back then, there was like nothing going on there. Now it's fucking immense. Yeah, sure. Well, know? consumption has risen so dramatically. Yeah, so it's there. like they were always in this terrible situation. Where there are very few resources, you know, you know, natural resources at least. Sure. And, you know, not much water. You know, kind of a, a fucked up area. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, it's just bounty, bounty, yeah. money, yeah. and Mercedes, and everywhere you look is Ferraris and Mercedes and Ferrari. Yeah. And, Dude, when we were in Abu Dhabi, like, Bugattis, you never Gold seen, Bugattis. yeah, you never seen so many fucking Bentleys and and, yeah. and Rolls Royces. Yeah. Like, whoa, there's some some big pimping going on yeah. up in this desert. Sure. There's an article recently where they were talking about how they've uh, they've they're admitting that they're making it rain in Abu Dhabi. That they made it rain 52 yeah. times this year. Throwing money in the air. Oh, <laughs> hip hop! What if that's what, what what you actually read? You know what I mean? Like, no, they People just make it rain all the time. Yeah, photos. They had photos of these guys in their traditional garb outside with umbrellas. You know, yeah. standing in front of a Bentley. By the way, one of the photos, it's hilarious. Dude's in front of a Bentley with a fucking his crazy Arab outfit on, holding an umbrella up. I almost bought you one of those outfits, by the way. They gave me one when yeah, I was there. I, I just didn't have enough room in my luggage to bring it back with me, unfortunately. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I pack just to the point where I just got it just enough to get through. Yeah. You know, I don't want to, I don't have no room to be bringing shit back with me. That's my latest thing. I don't check bags. I just, I just bring a carry on. I try to, even when it's like a three or four day trip, I just uh -huh. try to get as little clothes in there yeah. as possible. And I'm like, look, everywhere you can buy underwear, everywhere you can buy socks. All right. How do I, how do I cut this down to the minimum? Why don't, yeah. why? Because when you're waiting in line at that fucking, the, the uh, baggage thing and you're wondering if your shit's ever going to come out and yeah. like, oh, that's my favorite shirt and fuck, now I can't get it. Now I got to go buy toothpaste. It's yep. not the baggage fees though, right? 
you, you got me. You got me. I'm traveling across the world trying to save ten bucks. <laughs> Fucking baggage um, fees. Anything else before we get out of here? Flashlight. It's pretty much over, right? What time is it? Five seventeen. We're two hours in. We're uh, two hours and like fifteen minutes. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for uh, tuning in, and thank you very much for the um, the questions uh, that were answered on Twitter. Satellites are used to transfer data overseas, and the internet is back on in Egypt. So says Satellites. Mr. Monkey Man 81818. Why is there so many monkey people on my... Is that a coincidence? Oh, if you are looking for higher primate shirts, uh, higher-primate.com, my clothing line. We, got, uh, we sold out like way quicker than I thought we were going to, and that's why, unfortunately, a lot of uh, the... the uh, Designs have not been in stock, but we're restocking them, and I got a bunch of new dope ones. They're fucking killer. I got to show you some new ones that we got. Crazy shit. Um, this weekend, we're going to be at Sal's Comedy Hall in L.A. Next weekend, the Brea Improv. That's, uh, I believe that's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, one show Sunday. I is believe. that what it is? believe so i'll tell you right now yes you are correct and is right before washington's birthday which is monday we should we should all celebrate together yeah the last he was a badass great president with his wooden teeth <laughs> growing weed and banging slaves he was a badass. he had slaves didn't he yeah, yeah. crazy world we kids live in folks them, probably huh probably had kids with them you think too, so they all did didn't they yeah, they all shot much. loads did you think wives get pissed off you see these mocha babies wandering around their yard going, you motherfucker different half. if you're married to george washington martha was like my my fucking husband really just badass. kept her fucking mouth shut no, no, Do you think he was like, banging betsy badass. ross i bet he fucked betsy ross too that's where she mm -hmm. got that flag mm -hmm. gig <laughs> <laughs> you know come on man who the fuck is betsy ross where's mr ross you don't even hear shit about mr ross right it's because oh, george washington does. is laying that fucking dick shit <laughs> Um, so that's next weekend uh, is uh, Brea Improv. Uh, tickets will sell out, I hope. So get on them. Uh, that's it. Fleshlight.com. If you go to JoeRogan.net and uh, click on the link and put in the word Rogan, you get 15% off. And uh, we will back, we'll be back on Thursday at 3 with Jean Lejoie. Is that how you say his name is? Uh, you know, I don't know. From The League. And he's from all those hilarious uh, internet. Cool white kid or yeah. coolest white kid or something like and, that. And uh, average ordinary guy. Right, and that's what I'm talking about. And I'm about. so yeah, high. Yeah, he's got yeah. a bunch of weed ones. He's a, anyway, very cool guy. Very funny guy. And he'll be on Thursday. Thank you very much to Chris. Yes. Chris Thank Marcus. You guys, if you go to Chris's it. website when, when the It'll podcast be is over. Don't worry. It's fucking dead, dude. I tried to refresh it <laughs> I again. Will re we it will be resurrected. Shit. What's your business website again? Onit.com. O-N-N-I-T.com. Oh, it's up. I got on. Socrates would kick your ass and Musashi would paint a nude of your girlfriend. That's, yeah, your, that's a new blog you just My posted. latest blog. Nice. Socrates was probably the most underrated philosopher, I think, in uh, in that time period. I really? Mean, if you just look at his you work. think he's underrated, a, though? Socrates as a philosopher? Really? Isn't as a warrior, he's, he's you know, lauded. Like everybody knows, he was badass. I mean, he carved an oar and... He carved a staff out of an oar and beat the demon of the western provinces. Like people know that, but I don't think what he gets enough mean? credit. You know, staff you know, out of an oar. What's an oar? Like a like a row, like a oh, an oar to row boats. So he carved a stick. Didn't hear that story. That's one of more beat the shit out of somebody with it. Yeah, he was going to fight the demon of the western provinces. What does that mean? Samurai. Some dude. But he had a he had a reputation. Some killer, basically, you know, out there. And, it was and he was a, a big duel. the guy was a samurai. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's the samurais would fight each other. Uh, no. Right, but Socrates, you're talking about, right? No, 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 I was talking about Musashi. Oh, okay. You, Musashi. I think you said Socrates. Did I? Yeah. 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 You baffled the fuck out of me. Confused. Because I was like, I, just <laughs> the opposite. Everybody yeah. knew that Musashi was a warrior, right. for sure. Right, no, that's what but I'm saying. Socrates was a warrior, too. Socrates, 
Yeah, a yeah. Warrior. I definitely think that Musashi was one of the most underrated philosophers. That's where this whole tattoo came from, man. This is Musashi, and it's based on that one quote that stuck with me my whole life that I read when I was, I think, like seventeen. That once you understand the way broadly, you see it in all things. Yeah, exactly. And that, I think one of the most, un- and also he's a great artist too. Like people yeah. don't people don't know about that. They just know that he kicked ass. You know. Well, what people don't uh, understand is that that was the samurai way. Is that you were you were to be balanced, and it wasn't you know exactly. you weren't just a, a thug out there killing people. People, but to be a great samurai, to be so well-versed that you could kill men in one-on-one hand-to-hand combat, which he did over 64 times, killed yeah. people in duels, that he had to be completely balanced. You know, yep. he, had, he, he believed that you had to be great at calligraphy, you had to be great at art, you had to be yep. great at poetry. You know, you had to have this incredible... And the same principles that made him great at swordplay could make you great at anything if yeah. you applied them. And the same, same principles that made you lazy or fucked you right. up or gave you a shitty character would cost you your life in battle. Yeah. Which is so true, man. You know, and martial artists are starting to realize that too is that yeah, all any approach. any negative energy that you take any any thuggish douchey bullshit you have to account for that in your own assessment of who you are as a human right. being you know and to to be truly zen you have to really have all your bases covered to be truly in the moment and truly yeah. great at anything you know you got to be balanced in all areas that's you, it right that's the key and folks out there too rare you got to surround yourself with positive fucking people okay and the best way to do this the only way to do this is you got to become positive yourself I know it's difficult it's not easy yoga sucks it's fucking there's a lot of chicks farting in that <laughs> class but you got to go you got to go to yoga class you got to read yeah. things you got to eat healthy you got to exercise you got to get your mind right Cultivate read books get up early and run even though you don't want to alright do chin ups before you eat breakfast do something get yeah. your shit together bitches and if you get your shit together, you will attract other people who also have your shit together. That is how I became friends with Chris. All right? <laughs> we have attracted each other, okay? That's how Brian came here from fucking Ohio. Right, Brian? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, okay, buddy. folks, this fucking show is over. God damn it. <laughs> I'm trying to give you a pep talk, and I don't even, I'm putting myself to sleep. Um, this weekend, like I said, Sal's Comedy Hall next weekend, Brea Improv. Chris, Marcus, thank you very much for being here, my friend. Thanks, brother. Woo. Thank and, you, And uh, warriorpoet.us is his website. Redband.com. Redband.com. We love you, bitches. We always will. Peace. Thanks to everybody that came out in Vegas this weekend. We had a great fucking time. I love you. See ya. Bye.